What up, world? Welcome to the Fives of the Week. I'm your boy, Philly. Your boy, James. How you doing, bro? How you living? I'm um, pretty good, man. Um, it's been it's been a couple weeks, though. So. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. Um, had some bumps in the road along the way. Um, had a nice little vacation for the most part. Um, Florida's beautiful, man. I just I just got to say that it's uh, the Sunshine State for a reason. They do call it the Sunshine State, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to start with the positives. Yeah, you got to tell me. You got to tell me how it was. Uh, great views, man. Uh, I just remember the first three days, I don't think I, le- I left the beach. Um, I drank a lot, soaked up the sun a lot. As you can see, this this nice golden brown tan I got, if I wasn't already dark enough, but, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, you're looking like a... Like a nice loaf of bread over there, man. <laughs> Looking like a, a wheat loaf, you know what I mean? Yeah, buttered up and shit. Yeah, man. It was beautiful. I think I understand now why people become snowbirds and they leave the Midwest or wherever in the country to go down there south because it's just the weather's beautiful all the time. It's just a relaxing vibe. I could definitely see myself down there one day. I haven't been down there in the summer since I was a kid, since I was nine years old, so... I don't know what that's like. A few friends have told me that it's blazing hot, you know, but I, it was 72 on a beach and mm-hmm. it felt like 92. Let me uh let me start though as a dude that's scared to fly, that hates flying. How was Mikey's in case nobody knows that's your son? How was your son's first flight? Well, you know, he's he's so chill and laid back and he's reserved and I, I could tell he was a little nervous, but once we got on the plane, like he was super chill. Really? Yeah, he was actually he did really well. That's uh, what's up. And there was um, there was a mother, and the father was a little bit older, and they had like five young kids on a plane, and they were scattered throughout the plane, like so, not sitting next to each other. No, so they were like trying to finagle people's seats and stuff so they can get them mm-hmm. closer together. And she was constantly like checking on them. I think she moved like two out of the five. That could be super stressful. At least with him, he's like a fourteen-year-old kid. He's a teenager. Yeah, he wasn't really sweating it too bad. So. He actually did really well. I was proud of him, man. Um, I remember being nervous as hell, butthole puckered and hands sweaty my first time, bro. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he was a little nervous, but he was he was so happy to be home. But we'll get into the, the end of the vacation later because it was a complete debacle. But overall, great trip. Very thankful. Uh, blessed I got to experience it. Uh, good friends of mine let me stay with them. So it was uh, it was a very good time. Yeah, I'm just glad you're back, man. No, it's good to be back, man. I was uh, really looking forward to doing this, and we had a little pause, but, you know, we're back at it, and we're going to hit the ground running, brother. Yeah, I can't wait, dude. I'm super excited. I was excited, actually, last week, and I was excited, and then um, I wanted to start off, actually, by saying a rest in peace to DMX. Yeah. Because that news, that was kind of like the first, uh, for me at least, like the the downward um, tone, I guess, of the day started with that. And, then, like, I was at work, and I was having a great day, and then... My boy hit me up. I think I was on the phone with somebody having a great conversation. Then my boy hit me up about the DMX news, and I was like, damn. And then, um, yeah, and then I, I made a mistake at work and ended up having to work till like, 10 o'clock at night. So it was, like, it was just one thing after another. Yo, shout out to X, man. What a living legend he was. Really? Um, 50 years on this earth was so impactful to the hip-hop game. Mm-hmm. The crossover to Hollywood made some great movies. Oh um, yeah, and it's funny because like when when people are here, you almost don't understand the impact that they have until you look at the body of work that they had. Right. Then it's like really eye opening. So for X, dude, and he was on my list, and I know we talked about it. He was, you kind of were were fighting with that that he should have been on yours when we did hip hop artists on our first episode. Yeah. 
he was just one of those cats, man. Um, for whatever reason, he struck a lot of chords and, and made impactful music. And as basic or as, as rowdy as he was, you know, he kind of brought that edginess to hip hop. Yeah. Um, do you want to get into X or you want to start? We, we should probably start with the quotes. Yeah. Right? Let, yeah. We'll come back to X. I okay. just wanted to say rest in peace because he was so impactful and that, that kind of was a, you know, he made it to my top 10 list, but he, he was the first album that the first rap album I bought was DMX. It was the, yeah. so it was just kind of like, man, dude, that was, um, I just wanted to say rest in peace, man. I know it's been a couple weeks, but yeah, that's my guy though. RIP for sure, man. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. So today, uh, our fives of the week, we're doing quotes. And um, you want to start it off or? Yeah, why not? All right. Um, so these aren't going to be in any particular order, um, but these are just collectively my five favorite quotes. So the first one I got, and it kind of pertains to us a little bit and some, some of the things that we've done or what we're doing now. If not us, who? If not now, when? Ooh. Do you know who said that? No, who said that? John F. Kennedy. Wow. Yeah, so... For me, the older I get, it's like, it's time. The time is now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no more bullshitting around. Do what makes you happy. Do what you're good at. And strive for the best, man. You know, live life to the fullest. Not in a reckless, crazy type of way. But do things that make you happy, man. And, and like, this was an idea of mine years ago. Um, I kicked it around with my buddy. You got your own podcast, and I'm just so happy and thankful that we actually buckled down and are doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Something on, on just this creative level, whatever it may be in your life, the question should be, why not you? You know what I'm saying? Or why mm -hmm. not now? Right. You know what I mean? That's just how I really feel. So. Like, what are you waiting on type? Yeah. And we talked about this off air, but, like, we always do this. It doesn't matter if it's music Whatever we end up deciding to get together and, and execute, we always go all in. There's no half-ass in it. I mean, we had our own studio. We, I think we only took a couple weeks before we had our own. We started paying for studio time, and then we're like, ah, it's kind of $50 an hour is expensive. Um, <laughs> let's get our own. And next thing you know, you know, we have the same mic that they have in the professional studio. We got the same program, and we're doing this all over again when it comes to podcasting. So I think it's just dope. Like, we... I think we got to credit ourselves, man. Like, it's it's hard to get with somebody else and have the same goals, but it's pretty cool that we were able to, like, see something, have an idea, and then execute and be on the same page. Yeah, like you, we talked about before, it's hard to have that working relationship with a lot of people because yeah. there's you have two different minds, and sometimes it clashes, whether it's a business, creatively, whatever it may be. It's hard to find that that middle ground, but I think, you know, we do that well. And again, wherever you are at, at in your life and, and whatever project it is, just don't, you're not going to make progress standing still. You could have the greatest idea, right? But if you're not doing anything towards that goal or that ambition, it's just, it's, that's all it's going to be. Yeah. Can you, uh, can you read the quote one more time? Yes, sir. If not us, who? If not now, when? John F. Kennedy. That's so dope. Do you think he told Marilyn Monroe that? When he <laughs> I have no idea. I wouldn't be surprised, though, man. She's like, you're married. And he's like, it's not us. <laughs> not now, when. Yo, that probably happens a lot, bro. Yo, John F. Kennedy was getting it in, man. <laughs> Yo, man. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's, that's wild. Oh, man. It's not us. <laughs> he's like, well, 
If it's not me, it's going to be somebody else. So we going in, man. You doing this or not? Nah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we man. digging or no? Yeah. Someone about or no? <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, and you know what's funny is, like, I feel like any quotes that we choose, we can kind of... <laughs> put it into a funny context but uh oh, yeah. no it's just funny because i thought i thought of jfk and i'm like man like what a what an icon dude yeah uh, but then there's so much stuff that he was involved in as well that like it's so crazy man well who was um harvey lee oswald was the guy that uh that supposedly killed him, right? killed him yeah, yeah shot so him. <clears throat> you know what's funny is well not funny because um i was uh I was doing my research, and then this is the dude that was quoted as saying, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So, I mean, the irony and all that is kind of messed up. You know what I mean? Jesus, man. Yeah. I was okay. like, yeah, I'm not going to use that one. That's nah, probably nah. not a good – I mean, I understand that that mindset, but not in that situation. Yeah, I, like, I thought that was a Wayne Gretzky. I thought that was a Wayne Gretzky quote. <laughs> he took it from Lee Harvey Oswald. Yo, hey, Jesus. Wayne was a man, though, too, though. Yeah, no, for real. Yeah. But – um. All right, what you got, brother? All right, so my first, uh, all right, I'm going to say the quote first. I was going to say who it was. Hold on. You'll probably get this, though, maybe. Um, the quote is, the people who are trying to make this world worse are not taking the day off. Why should I? Wow. Um, I'm stumped. <laughs> it's Bob Marley. I was going to, actually, damn it, I should have said it. Yeah, yeah I it actually. It sounds like a Marley quote. I heard it in the movie I Am Legend. Okay. And and that was when um yeah, I think he was Will Smith's character was trying to explain to the girl like this is why I'm trying to develop this cure because the people trying to make this world worse are not taking a day off. Why should I? And he was explaining how that was Bob Marley's answer to um a reporter when he got shot and he went on stage to perform like the day after and the reporter was like, "Why how why would you do that?" And he was like, you know, yeah, because they're trying to make it worse. They're not taking a day off. Why should I? No, that's deep though, man. I I totally uh, totally concur with that. You yeah, know what I mean that's a great quote. And, yeah, and Bob Marley, dude, I downloaded his greatest hits. Oh man, with the Legend album. Yeah, yeah, phenomenal. I could play so that dope. in the morning, during the day at work, while I'm taking a shower. You know what I mean? Like working out. Like it's just a just a really cool vibe, man. I was gonna say that's like. The only word I know to describe Bob Marley is just vibes. It's yeah. like he's such a vibration himself. It's like, whoa. I, he puts you in a good mood. Right, you right. You know? He just has that. It's it's like he's on a frequency that's – it just sets you up for success throughout the day. Facts. You put him on early, you're not going to have a – it's going to take a, a lot to mess up your day. 100%, bro. That's That's a really good one. Yeah. I like that. All right, where are you going from there? All right, so another iconic one. You may have heard this. All right, this is a little bit longer one, but that's all right. It's so true. All right, so darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Is that Abraham Lincoln? It's actually uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, that was going to be my second pick. Damn, that's a really good quote, man. It just it, it fits the bill, especially for a lot of the things that's going on, the climate of the world. There's a mm -hmm. lot of racial tension. There's a lot of a lot of hate out there, man. I, I always felt like even at a young age that it's important there's that to have strength in numbers. You know, you can't have it's almost like a relationship. If you got two toxic toxic people, how are you gonna come out of that? You know what I mean? Like where's there's no middle ground, it's just constant turmoil. Um it's like with a team, you know what I mean? Like if you got constant negative energy, you're not going to get nowhere. You're not going to beat a team that's working in unison. Yeah. So 
that applies to like so many levels of life. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that um actually my aunt and I were talking about this, but what's really sad nowadays with the um even like men and women, they're so at odds with each other that it's almost like there seems to be some sort of competition between men and women, even in within relationships. And it's crazy because when you're talking about marriage or you're talking about building like a foundation where you have a kid or children, um, you you know, for you to be at odds with your partner, it's too important to ruin like you being on the same side. You know, you're on this you're supposed to be on the same team and yet like I think there's some sort of just level of competition now where like women want to be equal to men, which I get, but I'm I'm more or less saying like they want to people don't know what their roles are it to me it doesn't necessarily matter what role you are but you have to know your roles and i think that like one of the things that breaks up bands is that you know if the drummer thinks he can sing better than the lead singer then he's gonna go start his own thing but if the drummer knows he's the drummer and the bassist knows he's the bassist you know and the singer knows he's the singer you play your parts you can stay together and, and work in unison but if you think you're better than the next person at what they do you're just going to be competing and going against them. Yeah, it's like the the whole yin and yang thing. Like you can be total opposites, but like you can complete each other in a sense. And that's, right. ideally, that's how it should be. Yeah. Um, but there there can be where there's two, there's an alpha woman and an alpha man. Nobody wants to budge. There's a lot of um, stubbornness that goes on. I mean, yeah, there's so many levels to that. And people say iron sharpens iron, which in times in certain situations it does. But like you said. Oh, people are always going to have their strengths. People are always going to have their weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So under, I think just like with anything else, like change, whatever, the identifying that is so important. Know what it is, work on that and move forward and be like, okay, Hey, I might not be the best financially. Like, baby, I need you to kind of, you know, help me out here or, you know what I mean? I don't, there's probably not enough of that. Right. You know what I mean? And it just, uh, I don't know, a little humility goes a long way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's sad, though. It's sad to see, like, too many people just not, like you said, working in unison. Like, how are you going to beat a team when they're helping each other and you're not, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. That's that's where we're at, too, nowadays. It's uh, all over the place. Just people not agreeing with each other. It's, it's just, it's a weird, I know, climate gets thrown a lot, thrown around a lot. But yeah. it's, it's true. It's just, I don't remember being in such a time of tension where, like, you know, uh, minority communities don't trust the police and, um, you know, but before that was always like, you mess with me, I'm gonna call the police. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was like the saving grace and mm -hmm. it, it's just all weird. It's just, things are just so different, but you know, I'll like, tell you what, I wouldn't want to be a cop right now. I used to think that, you know, what's weird too. I look at this also like nowadays, the badge of honor, like, uh, or to be a cop used to be like a badge of honor and even, or even the American flag was like a badge of honor. Like right. when 9-11 happened, you, everyone wanted to run outside and put their American flag out on their front lawn. Now it's like, you do that, you're, you're representing um, hate, just so weird. Yeah, I, I think we were the most together, I think when 9-11 happened actually, because we all felt like we were under attack as, a, as, a, as, a, as the United States. And right. now it's like, we're, we're separated, we're divided people think they're under attack individually as is these individual groups and it's like man i don't know i don't know how we're gonna come back from it because there's too many these media outlets are also fueling it i think yeah for, for sure and media if it was used the way it, it was designed to be used i think 
be a different story, but there's a lot of hidden agendas out there and, you know, a lot of things that get cons- misconstrued and yeah, it's just real unfortunate, man. And it's, it's never going to be a perfect science. It's never going to be a perfect world, but again, you know, more love, less hate, more light, less darkness, man. Yeah. I can get down with that. For real. That's a good quote, man. And that's a great, what a great person. Yeah. No, I mean, a, a pioneer, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not perfect. No, but, but nobody is. Yeah, and who he is? was he but he was he was impactful. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um all right, so where do we have? All right, I got this. Um my next quote is the more we value things, the less we value ourselves. I like that. That's dope. I really like that quote. Yeah, and that that quote is actually by Bruce Lee. Okay, that's your boy? Yeah, that's my boy. I can respect that. I love Bruce Lee, man. That's so true though cuz in times there's a lot of I don't feel like it's completely bad to be like somewhat materialistic and, and work and, and like nice things. Yeah. You know, but that should never be the end all be all. No. And it shouldn't be at the top of your list of things that are important. No. No. Like for me, it's it's like happiness. My overall health and happiness is what's what matters to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but not everybody's me. So, I mean, it's like, I love the quote though, because it stands for so much. It's like, there should be substance behind whatever it is you're doing you know what i mean not just hey i drive a bentley and you know yeah screw everybody else you know what <laughs> i mean or just look down on somebody that's driving a you know a camry or whatever you know what i'm saying yeah well I, I also like things don't give back the way people do that's why i love relationships like i love people more than i love things because people give back and they give to each other right. they can also take too so there's 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 that but i'm just saying like if there's a it's reciprocal when you when it comes to relationships, but with with things, I feel like things things are temporary. The love for things are temporary. They don't really give back to you. Yeah, like even though like this microphone is so important to what we're doing, like I'm gonna remember the memories we've had over the years as opposed to the microphone. The microphone itself, you know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. Um, just whatever it is, I think that's a really good one. Yeah, yeah. And I know it was weird because I don't know how you did like your research or whatever, but like I kind of because throughout my life I've heard quotes. And like they've stood out to me, and obviously I've hung on to them, but I had to kind of go back and just remember the people that had good quotes. So I would go to the people first, and then look at which quote I wanted to take. Right. That's how I did mine, my research or whatever. And so, like, there's so many Bruce Lee quotes I could have chosen, but when I saw that, I was like, man, that's a really, I, I just really believe I stand behind that because I, yeah. I, you know, things I can I can get rid of anything that I own, but my relationships, people, and also myself, my own value is way more important. Yeah, like even, I mean, you look at my basement, I have pictures like of events, of of things that have gone on in my life. Like I value that. Like it's technically a thing, but they're memories. Right, You know right. what I'm saying? So even without the pictures, like I'll I'll have that memory for the rest of my life. Yeah, you know yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So yeah, it's I feel that though. All right, moving on. Just give it a go. Give it a go. All right, a couple of pointers. All right. What a jazz, what is it? This is a good one. I didn't know this is a a quote from a rapper. Um it's actually not gonna be who you think it is though. All right. But it applies to so much. But I'm gonna see if I can guess it still. Bet. It's from the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> I will not lose. For even in defeat, there's a valuable lesson learned. So it evens up for me. You want it one more time? Is that Jay Z? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. bruh. Yeah. I uh, there's so many different ways this can be said, but I just I recall him saying that, 
and it just that it was hit, the blueprint too right it just yeah it just hits it hits home man. yeah i you love that I mean? and <clears throat> i think for whatever you take an l in relationships sports uh it's your job there's always a lesson in it man yeah um i i've learned a lot of lessons over my life you know what i mean i'm yeah. gonna continue to and we all will i just think it's important to <clears throat> take whatever you can out of that and apply it to the future because that, that that doesn't have to define you right you right know what i'm saying so yeah no that's a really good quote that's it's good to look at like to have that perspective too because you can easily take a loss and let it deter you from trying to continue, you know? Like I mean there's people that quit things that they've dedicated so much time to just because they've taken a loss and they don't know how to handle it. So it's like it's almost better to I forgot who he, there's there's even like another quote I feel like I'm thinking of now that branches off of that, but it's like some someone said it's not how you win, it's not how you lose because it's easy to win, you know, and, and, and take that and be happy about it. But how do you act after you lost, you know? And so the fact that Jay is saying, like, I, I still learned something. So it's, it's even like, I never really lose out. It's just, it's a dope perspective. <clears throat> That's like with the coaching background, like whenever I tell, address the team after it's like, we need to figure out what didn't work mm -hmm. and utilize what worked and just continue to sharpen those, those tools. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you got to handle yourself a certain way. That's why I can appreciate, you know, fighters or um, good sportsmanship. You kind of like the rivalries, too, people that are pissed at losing. But yeah. it, it should piss you off um, in a way, but you got to channel that into a positive way. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Because you can just, you can be a, a total sore loser. Like, I've had to teach my son that over the years because he was a terrible loser, man. Mm. You know, uh, crying and, and acting out and just piss poor attitude, like not wanting to shake hands. I mean, you can not want to shake hands, but still shake someone's hand and show that you're you're bigger than that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's why I think it's so much more cool. Like, um, when I see on UFC, like, you see two dudes just beating the shit out of each other, and then after they're hugging, it's like, a lot of people, if they're not in that world, can't even understand that. Right. Because they think that fighting comes from anger, whereas, like, these dudes, they it's a sport to them, and they it's the competition that really is the highest point. So... You see two guys like, yeah, they're beating each other up and it looks barbaric, but it's really not. It's them trying to showcase their skills and this is what they train their entire lives for. And then afterwards, they're hugging it out because they can't believe they just put on this performance, win or lose, you know? And the guy that lost has to go back and sharpen his, his swords and the other dude just has to figure out how to continue being a winner. Yeah. Now, I don't, have you ever seen um, the Bad Boys documentary, documentary, the 30 for 30? No, I didn't see the 30 for 31, but I have seen uh, about the bad boys. Like so, you know, I, like when Jordan came back and the Bulls finally beat the Pistons, yeah, the, the, they yep. walked off the floor. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, there's there's a lot of history there, and it just kind of added to the rivalry. Right. But that could be looked at one of two ways. Hey, you know, sore losers, you know what I mean? This is just part of it, mm -hmm. you know, because I think, you know, Mike still has disdain for Isaiah for all that stuff that went on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but... The key, again, is just to take whatever you learned and apply that to the future. Um, I'm just big on that, man. No, well, that's, that's no what losses, just lessons. Mike, Mike was losing and then had to go back and figure out what to do to overcome that, yeah. you know, and, and he did. Yeah, and dude, then sw it, he swelled up, got in the gym, got bigger, faster, stronger, and yep. he, he gave it to him, man. So dope.
Yeah, that that whole thing. Um, actually, the last dance was dope too. Yeah, see that I didn't. I, I don't even think I saw that either. I'm I'm sleeping on these things, man. But I've been hearing about all of them. I'm usually late to the party on those things too, because like I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. But when I'm chilling, you know, Netflix and chill, dude. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like that's when I get caught up on things, like months after they came out. But yeah, you know, um, yeah. So I feel like that applies to a lot of things in life, man. You know, just just try to be better and and not beat yourself up about it. Um, and it's that can be a learning tool in its own right is learning how to lose, you know, and how to handle that. So yeah, yeah. Um, but Hova Hova came through with a great quote. Yeah, he's dope, man. I love Jay. Yeah. Um, all right. So my next quote is: People generally see what they look for and hear what they listen for. Hmm. And um, one more time for me. People generally see what they look for and hear what they listen for. Mm. And I think that's a really big, I feel like that it's, um, actually, uh, I'll just tell you who said that, but that's actually written by Harper Lee and it comes from the book, um, It's Kill a Mockingbird. Okay. So Atticus Finch, uh, the character in the book said that. And um, it's funny because there's a lot of quotes from Atticus Finch that I liked that obviously Harper Lee wrote, but. When I saw that quote, um, I had to choose that one because I feel like it's so relative for today, just because when we're talking about even like politics or whatever, and I don't want to get into that, but I think a lot of people, if they think already Trump is a bad guy or Biden is a bad guy, you are going into it with bias and you're not, you're already, you're already, you know what I mean? You're going to see what you want to see. You're going to hear what you, what you're listening for. You're not going to it's harder to see the truth that way and it's harder to um, be objective. And so I I used to be that way. It's weird. It's hard to look in the mirror at yourself when you are that way. But I used to be that way with Floyd Mayweather, man. Like I didn't like his character. Mm. I didn't know much about him. And it was almost like when I watched him fight, I'd be like, oh, he's running. Or from my perspective, it would look like he's losing the fight. And now that I love the guy, and I think he's incredible, probably the best boxer ever. I look back at all those same fights, and now I'm watching them from a different perspective, and I'm like, man, he was he was the best. He was he's not losing at all. He's not even getting hit. Right. It's just weird that you see what you want to see. <clears throat> it's almost like the comfort zone thing. Mm-hmm. You know, people just want to stay in that little bubble and not not just have genuine, real conversations. Yeah. Like just upstairs before we got down, like we were talking about something then we we had a difference in opinion but we were able to sit and talk about it right the problem is nowadays it seems like there's not enough um not enough of that you know people that can't have difference in opinion sitting down and just talking about it and at the end of the day you're not going to agree and that's okay but we could still be friends and have a drink you know because we can agree on other shit and why is that like why do you think that people can't sit down and talk and do you think that it's just because of the that it's it's um that these issues are so important that maybe it's, you know, you don't want to even socialize with someone that has a different opinion because it's too important or. Yo, I mean, to keep it lighthearted, like we were talking about feet last time, you know, people are going to think, oh, (sighs) damn, dude, these guys are like like a crazy foot fetish. You know what I mean? Like every, I think it's a pressure thing. Yeah. Um, It's a pressure thing because everything you say is going to be like scrutinized to the max. Yeah. And I think some people can handle that and some people cannot. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And they feel pressure from their friends, from their workplace, for um, whatever they believe strongly about. And I think they succumb to that. 
yeah, I just think it's very strange that like there's people that have known me for years that if I say something or talk about something political or I share a different opinion, they'll just like write me off. It's like, whoa, you you know me. You know what I mean? Um, if anything, you should try to help educate me if I'm wrong. But people don't even want to talk about shit. That's so true. It's so sad, dude. Like, it is. And it's funny because I have like I have friends of all walks of life and, and difference in opinions on politics, relationships, sports, how you should conduct yourself, all that stuff. But it's okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think as long as you see it for what it is and everybody's allowed to have their opinion, um, yeah. it, it's you don't have to agree on everything. That's just not how, it's not how it works. But you can still function and respect each other and continue on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't understand where... Oh, you think this way, then you're you're just a terrible person. I always feel like too, like I'm the guy that doesn't mind if someone has a different opinion. Like I'm always like, all right, that's cool. I don't agree, but that's what whatever. But then if it's me, someone else is always like, I can't, I can't even talk to you now. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, I mean, and of course you're not gonna love every person, right? You're not gonna get along with everybody. You're gonna you ever just meet someone and you're, you're like, you can just feel the souls like just fighting each other, like just bad energy. Yeah, oh, you know, for sure. So you just for me, like you just cut off communication or whatever you know yeah. what i mean you just you you shape up and you move on like that's where where hate starts going it's like the people will take that one thing that you said that they didn't like and mm -hmm. they're just they want to put you in the ground for it yeah, yeah you know what i mean so yeah that's that's where we're at man unfortunately i hope we can just bring it back well thank god that like i think that's why podcasting is so huge now because people are longing for listening to long-form conversations right they just want to hear people talk again and debate ideas and shit yeah you know well it's just like anywhere you go i mean you hear a interesting conversation you kind of oh your ear kind of like goes Perks that up, way yeah yeah, yeah. 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 and, and you want to understand how people feel about certain topics and knowledge is power man you know the more yeah. you know the more educated you are in certain things i think you'll have a better opinion and a better outlook on it yeah i agree so all right what's next what's next all right bro this is this is from the sports fault, so, but th this applies to so much in life. Too. So I'm gonna know exactly who it is. You think so? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A champion does it like he loves it, even when he doesn't. Muhammad Ali. Close. Ooh. It's actually I am Mike Tyson. Oh shit. I am Mike. That's wild. Even when he doesn't, y'all. Now I'm hearing him say. <laughs> <laughs> can't be loved even if he does it you know? you know it's funny mike gets a lot of heat people crack on mike but i think he's a very intelligent man he is um he just you know you get your head punched and that many times you know you're gonna sound a little scrambled sometimes too but i think uh you know he's gone through a lot and in this quote in particular i just feel like it's just like you're having a bad day at work right you, you might you can just mail it in or you can do the best you can you know keep that integrity and, and finish out the day you know what I mean? Um, it's like with working out when you have goals, like I feel the most accomplished when I go on the days I don't want to go. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Because it keeps that consistency, keeps me in that mindset. Like, okay, if I could do it that day, I'm going to love going the next day. You know what right, I'm saying? You right. just, it just, you overcome that little, that self-doubt. Yeah. Um, it's even like, you know, football practice. You know, I know the kids, there's days they don't want to go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're just not feeling it. 
mom and dad's cussing them out about school and they're like, damn, this coach is going to come here and run me to death, blah, blah, blah. That's not what I do, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. just all those coach. things. Yeah. Coach. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right, man. Um, I remember when I was in the gym, when I used to go to the gym, which is crazy because I, I wasn't a gym guy, but I finally did start going. There would be days where I would get home and be like, oh, I don't even want to do it. But then once I got there, I would be so happy that I did because it's like, I'm going to get through this. And then, you know, when I'm feeling good, it's going to be even that much easier. It's gratifying. Yeah. And then you, yeah. you know, that's how you get results quicker when you're, when you're doing it on the days you don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. I totally feel that. And my, yo, to, to your point also, I know Mike's taking a few hits, but he also wasn't really getting hit too much in early on. His yeah, career. no, that's true. He did he was, most of the hitting. He was finishing out quick. <laughs> he put a lot of people down over the years, man. Dude, quick, dude. He was by far i feel like the best knockout artist oh, i've ever seen he and most exciting too oh yeah i mean explosive dude dude is nuts man and he still has it too man i think he was taking it easy on roy man oh no dude, doubt. dude honestly <laughs> i feel like he could I, t I think he could take deontay wilder dude you think so i think he could i would love to see it i'd pay whatever to see it dude, I, I guarantee mike tyson gets back in his old mentality where he's like yo i'm so scared but i gotta get, <laughs> i gotta you know <laughs> I'm coming for him. I gotta get this guy. He wants to kill me. Right. right. You know. <laughs> Yo, that's a good Iron Mike impression. Yeah. But seriously, I think I think he could do it because I think that he has the skill and the heart. And I think that um, I don't want to take anything away from Deontay Wilder either, though, man. But um, no, Mike just has that. He had that way more skill. You oh, know, man. he's got. He said on one of his podcasts that when he gets in the ring, it just flips. Yeah. He's like, you just gotta be. You gotta be an animal. <laughs> You gotta want to kill him. <laughs> I want to crush him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just it, it flickers and it, it goes. It's just like in a game, man. You know, in any anything else, so you just gotta have that will to win. And yeah. I think he always had that. And he just he wanted to crush everybody he was against. And damn, man, did he put some people down? When I think fear also really helped him. It was like such a driving force because he. I heard one story that he almost tried to sneak out of the fight. Mm. Like he tried to leave the venue. That's how scared he was. And that's crazy to think that like. It's almost like a like an animal being backed into a corner where you're so scared that now it's turning you into this beast that's right. like, all right, I'm going to eat my way out of here now. Right. That's It's just, uh, yeah, dude, Mike was dope. Yeah, he was a man. So, yeah, I think, uh, and I think when, what he's talking about here too, to be a champion in anything, you got to be willing to do what the other guys won't. True. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be able to outwork the next person, outwork your competition. It's the only way you're going to get a cut above yeah that's and, what separates you from from everyone else yeah because there's competition in the workplace competitions on the court the field whatever it may be i mean how many podcasts are out there man we got to grind you know what i'm saying that, so, that too yeah man so you guys got to share this shit right <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean if show you like love, this show some love or if not then you gotta you know i don't know leave a comment and talk about what you don't like and then we'll fix it you know hey regardless it's therapy bro yeah no i would do this I would do this uh, for, I mean, we are doing it pretty much for whatever. Like, we're not doing this for money. But um, this is this is what I look forward to now oh, throughout the week. I think that's the the, uh, the creativity coming out. You know, if you're a creative person, you look for outlets to kind of show that. You know what's crazy, too, what I was thinking of is, like, before everyone had um, cell phones, this is what people used to do. Like, they used to sit around and talk all day. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've gone away from that. So I think like having a reason to sit down and talk and then hit the record button is cool because you can re-listen. But just having a reason to be like, hey, I'm going to talk to my boy for like two hours. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
no, it's just the forgotten art, man. You know, talking to people face to face, right? Yeah. And uh, it's funny because when I want to get to my son, you know what I do? I take the controller away and I take the phone away. Yep. Dude, this motherfucker was cleaning dishes, washing laundry. <laughs> Becomes um, mad productive out of nowhere. I'm like, yo, the room's spotless. See? You know, I mean, it's it's tough to judge in a pandemic, you know? Yeah. And because of all the that other stuff. But, yeah, I mean, technology, it's, it's the way of life, though. I mean, again, you just got to kind of limit it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we all love our phones. We always have our phones on us. It is what it is. Um but when it becomes a detriment in certain areas of your life, you got to be like, yo, I got to pull back the reins a little bit. Yeah, for sure. It's funny though. Like we're talking about like technology being bad, but then like, I don't know. I don't think I even told you this. My phone was messed up for one day. It it didn't, the Apple symbol came up. You felt naked. <laughs> I felt like I was running around like a wild bear. <laughs> naked. <laughs> and I had, I had nothing, dude. Like I was like, I was in the woods. <laughs> It was a sight. It was a sight. <laughs> you can't stay directly at the asses. You go blind. <laughs> so so yeah, like I, I had nothing, dude. I was at I was in the truck for twelve hours and I had nothing. I couldn't listen to my podcast. I couldn't listen to music. And then um it was like the next day, it was like rejuvenation. Like my phone started working again. I heard I heard podcasts. And then at, at that point, the podcast couldn't be long enough. Like I just listened to three hours of like Joe Budden. Right. I'm like, damn, like where I want more, you know? Um, so yeah. No, that was a good talk. So what do you got next? All right. So my next quote is you'll never find a rainbow if you're looking down. Hmm. So I'm not sure who said that, but the concept is, I feel like, well, go ahead and tell me who said it. Charlie Chaplin. Nice. Yeah. Nice. The guy that doesn't speak in his movies. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's ironic. Yeah. Um, what's your analogy on that? I think, well, when I read it is that sometimes i guess when you're when you're already down about something the way i interpret it is like kind of like if you're already down you're kind of slouched you're in a position where you're not really looking for anything better so it's almost like if let's say you're not feeling well or you woke up on the wrong side of the bed and you're already starting out with your hands in your pockets you're kind of slouched over you're looking at the ground you're already you're not you shouldn't expect to even brighten your day because you're not even looking in the direction of beauty wow it's deep <laughs> yeah it's real though yeah you know it's that's super real and that's the first thing i think of so i know we've talked about this before is when you're you're in a funk or whatever you're just you're just down and out you got to do something that you love to do yes because i feel like organically it'll pull you out of that that dark space you're in you're right yeah and it kind of resets the tone for the day for the the week for the month and that's like last night i was having a terrible night i went to the gym dude like even though it was like only for an hour like i felt a lot better i actually slept good you know what i mean so yes it could be the smallest of things um to get you right back on track yeah it's really interesting though that you said that because like i think the the scariest thing and i've been there man Actually, when my dad passed away, I was there, like, you start to get almost like, um, well, at least I did, you start to get comfortable in that dark place. Yeah. And that's scary because I think people, um, they start, you know, doing destructive things to themselves as far as, instead of positive things. Like, right. I, you know, I was drinking a lot. I was, and it would be like I was depressed and I would go home and just start drinking. And, um, yeah, it's like, well, if you're not looking up, if you're not looking in the direction of something that's going to make you smile, 
you can't even expect to be pulled out of that place. You're going to be stuck there. And that's, yeah, it's something you don't want to do. Yeah, and, and sometimes it'll take somebody else to kind of, you know, nudge you, but yeah, yeah, more times than not, it's going to take yourself. Yes, you yeah. Know, I feel like you have to be the one. Just like, you know, we'll go in deeper one day, but like, you know, changing yourself and your lifestyle and mm-hmm. your, your habits, like, yeah, it's it's it, it all falls back on you. Well, working out, I think that's cool that you said you went to the gym too because um, a lot of people don't realize, but like working out actually helps you mentally. Mm-hmm. Like it releases chemicals in your brain and I don't know if it's dopamine or what, but yeah, yeah it, it's, it helps you physically, but it also helps you mentally. And it's just cool that you actually even have that thought where you're like, yo, I feel like I'm kind of feeling down. I'm going to hit the gym. So right. now you're you're not only just feeling better physically, but mentally. And that's it's like a two for one, you know? Yeah, 100%. That's cool. That's a great one. All right, man. Where you at? All right. So the last one, um, in honor of my grandfather, he he always said this to me, and it just always stuck with me, man. Mm-hmm. Um, he always told me, "All work and no play makes you a very blue boy." <laughs> and it's so like it's kind of generic, but like so many people forget about that to where they get entrenched in just work and they forget to kind of treat themselves at times. Yeah, and you can become one dimension, one dimensional and miserable. Yeah. So I always enjoyed that that balance in my life in all phases. You know, I, I just, if I want something to eat that I want, I'm going to go get it. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I know I'm going to go to work the next day and make it back. Yeah. Um, if I have a hobby, you know, treat yourself. Do that. You right. know, just don't. He also told me never to, like, overextend myself either. But it's, yeah. it's okay to, you know, do things that make you happy too. Yeah. Um, so... No, that's a really good one, man. I actually I still remember I think our first episode, I listened back to it and, and you brought up the fact that um maybe it was our second episode, but we were talking about work life balance and um you were saying how you used to live for the weekends and now you don't. And now you have like and you asked me like, can you keep up this type of lifestyle? And I was like, No, like this, yeah. you know, this isn't sustainable for, for too long. But yeah, it's important, man, to um have a balance and not not be caught up in work all the time. And it's crazy that I'm saying that because I feel like that's where I'm at right now. And it's it is kind of sad in a way. It's like I live for Saturdays now, like because we have this and um, but but also throughout the week, I feel like I find little pockets of happiness. It's just uh, right now my job is physically demanding, but I think it'll get easier. And um, it's it's just it, yeah, it is important to to be able to not be all about work you you have to have a good balance yeah and it's i would never discredit anybody that you know is gun ho about work passionate about what they do that's not what i'm saying right what i'm saying is just don't don't get to the point where it takes away other areas in your life where you might regret eventually absolutely you know i, I just feel like that's that's very important so yeah it's something that i think i'll i'll keep with me the rest of my life um it's very impactful yeah, no, that's a really good quote. Um, Wrap it up, boss. All right, so the last one is, uh, this is so random, I feel like, but whatever, I saw it and was like, I, I love this quote. Um, and it's from my favorite book. So uh, the quote is, make sure you marry someone who laughs at the same things you do. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it's a quote by J.D. Salinger, who wrote The Catcher in the Rye. Okay. And I just, um, I don't even think that it needs to be as specific as marriage. I think it's just kind of what stood out to me about that quote is, um, I don't know. I think like sense of humor, realizing 
commonalities and, and senses of humor with your friends or like your like whoever it is. it is it could be your parents it could be relationships friendships it's like that's where the bond is the closest it's like if we can watch a comedy and just laugh at the same things we when we have the same sense of humor i think that brings people really close together and it's so important to la like they say laughing is so healthy it, if you can do that with someone else at the same things i think that's like so important yeah, it's it's very important. Um, I I remember times where, you know, you you talk to that special someone and, and you know you have a good laugh and it just totally changes your outlook on the day. Dude, when we get in our little like, if, if we think something's funny, dude, and we start dying yeah. together though, and like to the point where our stomach hurts and we're crying, right? Like you, ha if you can do that with someone else, like that's just <laughs> the ultimate. Like we're we're really connected. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think that that's, um, yeah, it's just a sign of, like, a really good bond. Yeah, for sure. That's a good one, though. <laughs> you got to love to laugh, man. Yeah, yeah. Actually, one of, one of Chaplin's quotes that I thought I was going to use until I found the rainbow one, because for some reason it was, um, actually, uh, you know, when you asked, like, how would you interpret that, I did think that it was a little odd. It was like, I like this quote, but mm -hmm. let me see what it means to me, and that's why I chose it. But one of the quotes that Charlie Chaplin said that he's super famous for saying is that a day without laughter is a day wasted. Mm. And so I think that that was the one I was going to use for him. But um, I really believe that, too. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's why, like, people are going to hear, like, us, like, just throw random jokes out there and, like, do voices and crazy shit just to make each other laugh because I think that's part of it. Yeah. You know, you got to have a good time. They're not going to know what we're talking about a lot of the time. And that's okay. I mean, hopefully, you know, they might think it's funny, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> I... I don't know. It's just it's fun and do little things, and man. Brighten up the day. I just feel like it, it's important. It's good for the soul. It's good for the mind, man. No, you gotta laugh. And even if you don't get it, like you'll maybe you'll eventually get it or eventually catch on. And if not, you're just a bunch of fucking play. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? You know how we do, chaps. You know what I mean, chaps. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. All right, bro. Well, we good on the quotes? Yeah. All yeah. Right, let's bet. let's move on. That was awesome. Um. We had to get to this, so April 9th, our boy DMX passes. He moves on. Um, 50 years old, man, 1970 to 2021, man. Your thoughts? Oh, man. Um, you know what's sad, dude? I didn't think he was going to make it when they said he was in a vegetative state, and um, you told me that, right? Yeah. Uh, dude, it's just sad that after watching his last interview with Drink Champs, he he seemed like he was in such a good place. Uh, it's just sad to see him go out that way. Yeah, you know that that just really, and like I said before, is like my first album I ever bought, dude. And the funny thing is, funny story, I bought the album from Kmart, and I don't know if you know this, but Kmart doesn't sell explicit records. So I yeah. bought the CD, and it was freaking the clean version. <laughs> it's like all barking bro no oh, curse man. words all barking <sighs> yeah, that's all you heard um but i i remember my first rap album i ever bought was and then there was x it was a, that that album was amazing it's fire it's fire dude he he was so different man i was playing a i was playing the song damien for my aunt who's 85 mm. and she's like wow like I, that song is so crazy i was telling her trying to show her like Look at how he was changing his voice, you know? Yeah. He's like, go ahead, drink it. Go ahead, smoke it. You know I can keep a secret? I'm like, yeah. he's, he was just lit. It's funny because my mom used to always love Party Up. Mm -hmm. Every time it came on, she'd be yelling, up in here, up in here. 
And it was such a party jam back then, too. Yeah. Because that came out, what, 99? Yeah, 99. And that was, like, going into high school, so all the parties, and you know what I'm saying? You heard it at all the sports games. X was impactful. And like I was saying earlier, you don't understand how impactful he is until, like, now. You know what I mean? Unfortunately. Like, I know. He was so great, and, you know, the bad things and, you know, whatever. Obviously wasn't a perfect person. Again, none of us are. Everybody's right. got that past. But his music and like his his artistry, I think, will live on forever, man. I mean, look at nineteen ninety eight. I mean, two platinum records in one year. At the time he was the first one to do it. I was gonna say that too. Like I I didn't even really re I guess I didn't um realize at the time it's like this dude just came out of the gate dropping two albums in one year and they both went platinum. That's Wait, insane. And you know how huge that year was for hip hop? So X was on fire. But like uh, Pun Drop, Capital Punishment. I think Busta Rhymes dropped like his third album. Did Jay-Z drop Hard Knock Life? Yeah. Jay-Z came out with that was because he was he was bubbling. But in 98 is when New York really like exploded on the scene. Yeah. And uh, I think Nori dropped the album that year. Right. New York was on was killing it. Yeah. Nas dropped I Am. Yeah, uh, yeah. He dropped I Am. Yep. Because actually, those were the two albums that I got, but I got X's album first. But I Am was when Nas hooked up with Diddy, so he had that Hate Me Now track. Yeah, you're right, dude. Hip-hop, New York was New York was booming. And that was, what, at, right after Pac and Big got killed? So yeah. Like, I mean, that was, it's like the, the hip-hop gods threw him an anchor, you know what I'm saying? Or threw him a life, life raft. I mean, it really was a, a bright year in a dark time. Um, well, I texted you... Because the day after X passed, I woke up, went downstairs, had a cup of coffee. Usually my mom and my aunt are there in the living room. For some reason, I think they left or they went somewhere. No, my mom was upstairs getting ready, and I think my aunt went somewhere. Dude, no joke. I put on slipping, and I started crying. Mm. Like real tears, dude. It was the weirdest thing. It was just like, I don't know what happened. Like, it's not like I knew X, you know what I mean? But it right. was just weird. It was like, I just felt like, man, this is the first rapper that... Because when Tupac died, man, I wasn't, like, a fan yet, you know? I wasn't I wasn't impacted by Pac until after. So it's like, for him to have... This was my first album that I bought, my like, kind of my first introduction to hip-hop. It was just like, man, dude. And he was such a deep guy you know like dealing with all these demons and it's like i just put that song on and i swear to god man i just started crying yeah yeah he had some joints too like it's dark and hell is hot like how's it going down i can feel it oh my no, god let me fly like i love those songs. i love those songs too and some of those weren't even like the chart toppers but like for me like if you listen to his albums like he goes in yeah you he know, does like, and he's like we talked about it he might not have been the most complex rapper but i think and not even relatable to a lot of people robbing and killing people, but <laughs> you just felt the emotion that he brought. Yeah. And yeah. That, that just puts you at another level. When he had like a, I don't know, he does this a lot, but he'll use like almost the same phrase twice, but he'll change one word in it. And yeah. I, I love, there's a simplicity to it, but it's kind of cool. Yeah. Like I just, I love how he does that. His his raps were so conversational. Right. Like um, what was the song where he was like talking to the kid and he's like, Oh, yeah. He's like, I might as well have been talking to the air. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like I, I got the name of the song. Um, here we go again. Yeah, it was Here We Go Again. Same old shit, dog. Oh, just, just a, a different day. day. Yeah, I love that. Again. Yeah. And he's like, remember when he's like, click, click, click. It was a bullet in one of them. Yeah. You know, he's, he's just such a, he's he has a lot of imagery in his songs, man. His songs were like movies. Yeah. 
Yeah. He, I mean, he had a whole song on, um, and then there was X, where he was robbing a bank. And you, <laughs> you, you thought you were listening to a real bank robbery. Yo, on that album, though, like, I know it had What's My Name and Party Up and uh, all those, but One More Road One to Cross. One More Road to that Cross. That was my favorite song on that album. Dude, that, that was such a rowdy song. Yeah. Like, it's so dark. Yeah. One more road to cross. Dude, come on, man. Yeah, he was, dude, a lot of hits, man. And the movies he did. Yeah. About belly. He did Exit Wounds. Yeah, Ain't, Ain't No Sunshine from Exit Wounds. That yep. was, I love that song. Oh, man. He For, killed it. And that's, uh, isn't that like a Bill Withers song? Um, There's a, there's definitely, yeah. Like it was a sample or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like- did you hear? Uh, you you heard the Drink Champs interview, right? Oh, for sure. Did yeah, you, I loved it. Did you see the part where he was talking about Aaliyah, where he was like, he had Aaliyah in the car, and he's like, I'm driving extra slow so everybody sees me. I'm pissing oh, yeah, everybody yeah, off. Because Nori said he was supposed to go meet with them, and he's like, Oh yeah, he's like, you was with Aaliyah, so I wasn't even mad at you. Yeah, yeah what do you want me to do? Let's drive slow. Yeah, he's like, he's, he he said he was driving extra slow just so everyone could see, and I'm like, Oh yeah, because he was in the cars, and he's like, Oh, hey, what am I gonna do? I'm like, I'm gonna get the truck, the car, and I'm gonna get the belly for this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yo, yeah. did he did he say he smashed Terrell Hicks? The, I think the, he did, yeah. He smashed? Yeah. Yo, Terrell Hicks is fire. Yeah, from what I hear, X was getting it in, man. Dude, it sounded like it. He has like 11 kids or something. Yeah. He no, is. he has more than that. I think he has 15 kids, dude. For real? I'm not even joking, dude. <laughs> I thought it was like six or seven. Hey, Siri. How many kids does DMX have? Yeah, better check that. According to wikipedia.org, DMX was the father of 15 children from nine different women. Yo, I had no idea. <laughs> Yo, dude, nine different women, 15 <laughs> kids, bro. Snap, man. From Siri herself. Wow, now you know it's legit. I stand corrected, bro. What these one from? <laughs> <laughs> it was Keisha, Alicia. <laughs> It's all good. It's all right. Oh, man. man. That's what he's really doing. Why do good like bad guys? like bad guys? Even though bad guys tell mad lies. Tearing it up, bro. Dude, he was so nice. Yeah, he was He was just a cool cat, man. That's buying, like, I used to buy all his albums. I didn't like the last two. I thought, you know, at that time, like, all right. He's losing it a little bit. Yeah, you know, he the, was. The he material was. wasn't the same. Didn't have the same anger, the same fire. Why do you think that? You think that's because of the drugs? You think they kind of got like caught up to him a little bit? I think that's part of it. But who do you know, honestly, in the game that, you know, his first five went number one, bro? I know. he Isn't he? I thought I read this before, but he's the only rapper that did that. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, actually. Straight uh, out the I, gate, first five first albums five. going number one. That's insane. Yeah. It's, it's wild. I mean... The Great Depression, it was it was all right. You know, Grand Champ, I thought was a little bit better than that. Mm. Um, and he came out with Great Depression before Grand Champ, yeah, right? That was okay, so source. so yep, yeah. yeah. I so, but he had jams on every album that, oh, yeah. that you could definitely rock to. Yeah, and shout out to Swiss Beats too, because you know he he helped produce X a lot. Yeah, I wanted to um, talk about how I was listening to Joe Budden's podcast, and they were making some points. But one of the things that um, they were talking about discographies, and they were saying they didn't know who whose discographies there's only a few discography or rappers that have discographies that are better than dmx or at least on par with mm -hmm. and i think they chose like drake they chose kanye west one of them said ice cube um those are all i, I i'll give them that definitely kanye west because he you know it's just who had all these good albums yeah but one of the things they said about big 
I think they were making the argument that like Big had two classic albums, and if he would have lived longer, he could have. But it's like if he would have lived longer, he could have had bad albums too. Um, but also, Budden made a really good point, I believe, and he said that Biggie had Puffy, dude, and Puffy was a huge influence in Big's creative process, sure. making him do records that normally he wouldn't do that became smash hits. Right. And so, like, we never probably would have had a Juicy if it wasn't for Puff Puff Daddy making him do those type of songs. So I don't want to, but I don't want to discredit Big on this. I just thought that was a um, sort of a unique point of view. So do you think Swiss was like that to X, like no, with, the, with the hits? No, that's what Button was saying was that like, and I believe him on this, is that Swiss kind of was like just a regular, not to say that he was bad, but he, he wasn't, DMX made Swiss beats. Mm. And DMX also, when he would get on stage, he didn't have a hype man. He did everything his, himself, like single-handedly, and then also kept Def Jam afloat. It, it's, he you know had no it, no other influences outside. Do you know who his first hype man was, though? Ja Rule. Yeah. Yeah, Ja Rule, yeah. That's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. Do you remember hearing the story that he told about uh, when um, – they got pulled over. <laughs> yeah. Car got impounded. <laughs> the the yeah. chick picks him up. I think it's him, Ja. Uh, was it the locks? There's a couple other people with him. Yeah, I think it was like, uh, yeah, it was some, some executive or something too. I think or something. Yeah, and she's about to go in about you know the the, the artist that sounds like I mean you know my man you know. <laughs> <laughs> he did kind of have like a D. He was like a diet DMX. Yeah, in a way, you know. I mean. Ja had some hot records to come out. He did. Um, so I'm not gonna hate too much. But no, 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 no. Well, he, he wasn't on X's level. No, nah, not not even close. I'm no. sorry to say, not even close. He had hits, but he was not even close. No, this dude. I mean, you look at the. We talk about body work, like when we talked about hip hop artists. Like I'm looking at this. I'm like, all right, that's five dope albums out of seven mainstream selling albums. You mm -hmm. know, the last two I just felt. To your question though, I feel like drugs has have a part to do with that, and also you know he's getting older. I think you know. You start to dip into um, Hollywood and stuff like that. I think you might lose a little bit of your edge. So I think it's it's a combination of those things. Yeah, definitely. yeah. I I think um, I just think what I noticed more more than uh, less in his later interviews, you can kind of see a little bit of. I hate to. I don't want to be like disrespectful, but it, to me, it seemed like maybe like some deterioration in the way that he's speaking. Even like he used to be a lot more sharp and clear, mm. and then it seemed like later on certain interviews maybe he was on something or whatever and it's almost like damn dude how can you how can you expect to deliver good product when you're you know you sound like that you know what yeah. i mean and that's not a shot at x or whatever i just think that maybe he had more control because he always had the issues yeah but uh i think he had more control of it when he was younger yeah, but did you know he got introduced to that at 14 years old? Yeah, man. Yeah, he's been he's been at it for a long time. And that's why I feel like it's it's so important to have like even if you don't have your father around, good role models, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And keep yourself around good company that have the best interest in you mm -hmm. because that's just, you know, it set the stage for his life and it's probably a demon that he's always been having to fight off, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. that's uh, that's really unfortunate, but I don't want to end it on a negative note cuz this dude I mean, the body of work and Woodstock, bro. Yeah, I showed my aunt that too. I said, look at those people. Dude, they met the sky, bro. Oh, man. The people, you couldn't even see the ground. What was it, 200,000 people or something like that? Dude, it looked like the entire world. Like, <laughs> it, it was nuts. Yeah, it's one of those epic videos. I was like, wow. I was mind blown the first time I seen that. I couldn't believe it. And he's like, running around stage by himself. Just one man with a mic. Yeah, one man show, dude. Dude, insane insane the level of energy and the way that he can control a crowd like that that's not even a crowd it's it's a it's a um 
it's a state. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a state of people yeah, there, dude. For sure. That was that was crazy. Isn't Woodstock Willie Nelson's thing? Yeah. yeah. But I think this was like the second one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think it was. I don't know, man. It, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm, the hell I'm, almost, I'm talking about. I'm almost sure it was the second one. They were trying to like reinvent it and yeah. you know, do crossover stuff and shit. That was one way to do it, man. Oh, man. Dude, and the fact that he even had that much crossover effect without compromising. Like, he didn't do anything fake to get crossover effect. He was yeah. just like making hits. Like, yeah. it's like, this is me. It's he didn't have to do like the songs for the girl. Even the songs for the girls were like kind of raw. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there was no, there was no uh, filter. No, there's no sugarcoating it. And I think he got a lot of respect for that. You know, he just was who he was. It wasn't going to change. And it was funny on that same uh, show, uh, Drink Champs show. He was talking about his his actual love for dogs too. Yeah, that you was know? interesting, man. That was yeah. real interesting talking about the loyalty. Yeah, that's so true, though. Mm-hmm. You know, the, unconditional love. Yeah, yeah, you come home, the dog just loves you. You know what I mean? And no, no bias, whatever. I can't lie, man. The my aunt has a dog, and I've been staying over there lately because of COVID and stuff, and just hanging out in Michigan. And um, even though I'm paying rent in New York, and uh, thousand dollars, uh, and uh, so the dog used to hate me, and now the dog loves me so much. Every time I come in, he like runs up to me and he starts like flipping out and crying, and like it, it's. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. It's like I laugh at it, but it actually feels really good to, like, have somebody, like, miss you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, for sure. I mean, like, my dog, she's going to be five. Uh-huh. And life goes up and down sometimes, man, but she stayed solid. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. She's, she's been great. Yeah. So it, it's so true, though. That's such a cool feeling. Yeah, man. How about, um? I know we talked about it earlier, but... uh. So I guess X didn't like Drake, though, huh? Nah, nah. Yeah, he had some things to say about Drake that I think they patched up eventually. But, uh, yeah, on The Breakfast Club, that was the first time I saw it. He was just like, I don't like his face. I don't like the way he talks. I don't like his voice. <laughs> what other, I'm trying to think of other iconic beefs that he had. Jay-Z for a oh, while. Oh, yeah, 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 Jay. And he, t- man, he said he won that battle. And I think there was a lot of people that said he did, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, Jay, um. Didn't he beef with Ja Rule too for a while though? I thought they were. I thought they had like a little. It's so weird though. Was was this? Yeah, this had to been after the Hard Knock Life tour because X and J went on that tour together. Yeah, and well, and I think X and J always kept it competitive. Right. I don't think right. X and J really had a like a beef beef. I just think that when we're talking about people who are iconic, mm. you got to mention those two. Right. But I think it was more like sports wise. Yeah, yeah. Um. But like I think with him and Ja Rule, I think they had a falling out or something like that. Maybe, I I don't know for sure. But I want to say wasn't DMX on a or no, that was Busta Rhymes. I thought he was on a song with X, uh, Eminem when he was going at Ja. Hmm. But I don't I don't think I'm right on that. I think it was Busta Rhymes that was. I don't know. I, that was that was a crazy beef in the whole G Unit and Eminem stuff. Was yeah, going yeah, on that was wild, dude. I don't think Ja was the same after that. Not, nah, dude. Nobody wanted to hear Ja after that. Cookie Monster. Oh man! <laughs> you sing for sound like the Cookie Monster. Yeah, and he came back with a clap back. It just wasn't happening. Nobody nah. was clapping back. We gonna clap back. We gonna nah. Come on, bro. It was a nice record, but it just at the time, man. I mean, you couldn't mess with the juggernaut that was Interscope. Yeah, and and I mean, the hook was way too long, dude. It's like yeah. when are you, when are you gonna start rapping, dude? Right. <laughs> it's like twenty <laughs> yeah. minutes of clap back. Yeah. You're saying the same thing over and over. It's like, come on, man. And he had the. Uh, yeah, he kind of just got turned into a joke, man. Once they exposed him for like trying to be Pac and shaving his head ball, getting crosses on his back, tattooed mm. the way Pac did. Oh, it's like, man. Yeah. I don't know, dude. So, favorite DMX record of all time? 
Um, man, dude, that's so. I I gotta say, slipping. Yeah, I gotta say, slipping. It's such a good record, and you know what's funny, man? I don't know if you you um how long it's been since you listened to this, but I had to look this up because I didn't realize why. But um, when you listen to the album, the song on the album "Slipping" is edited. There's no curse words in it, mm. and I was like, why? Where you know? Even when I when I told you I cried when I listened to "Slipping," I went to YouTube to find the dirty version, and then I was like, I wonder why the dirty version's not on the album. So I guess whoever cleared the sample told him that if you put this on your album i don't want any cursing on it so he he couldn't curse on the album version oh okay yeah that makes sense it's respect though yeah for sure yeah that's cool but um i, I prefer the dirty version yeah. yeah yeah there wasn't too many non-cursing records from x no nah, no nah, besides I mean, the besides the prayers obviously yeah yeah that was cool too though yeah. what, what about you what's your favorite uh i mean that slipping's up there um if not the, but I also like the rain from Grand Champ. Oh, that man. was a great song, dude. Um, I also like uh, the joint he did with Mary J. Blige. What was it called? Uh, Coming from? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was from uh, Flesh of My that? Flesh. Okay, yeah. Uh, that was those two first two records were so hot though. The like, rain. You you know what I noticed about X two? He was he had like a lot of records that were non conventional. Yeah. Like you notice how like he. He didn't have like it wasn't like verse hook verse hook like mm. that that rain song particularly he would do like a few bars yeah and then he'd like go back into the rain now I know only I can stop the rain I hope we don't have to pay for that I know right yeah <laughs> like, we do not own the rights to that uh and then there was another one um oh man I love the song uh here not 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 here we go again is it who I be uh, he was like, uh, 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 DMX, and uh, uh, you know like, what I mean? That's the one where he's like, I beat the best. You see the rest? Yes, looking they, like they need, need the best. Yeah. No, Stop that was, uh, talking shit. No, that was what's my name. What's my name, dude? Yeah, that song's yeah. fire, and I love that pattern that he uses. And you know that song? He, I, I watched the interview. It was random on YouTube. I was just listening and you know researching, trying to. Um, he's like, he's like, Swiss came. He's like, that was like. The second from last song he did on the on the album, yeah. and he's like, yeah, he's like, I was just me, you know, I I went in on it, you know what I mean? <laughs> and he just he's like, yeah, it was a party record or a hype club, you know, banger. Yeah. And he's like, so I'm talking about beating motherfuckers' asses, you know. And he just he kept it real, man, all the way through, and uh, <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. Yeah, he was, he, just, he was wild, dude. I love his energy though, man. Like, yeah. I really just love the way he raps. There's never gonna be another DMX. No, no, that's uh, that's one spot that'll, one void that'll never be filled, man. And uh, he's gonna be, he's gonna go down for sure. He's I'm really glad best. he did that interview, though. The the yeah. they to see, and that's why I love Noriega. Yeah, he's such a fan of everything. Like yeah. anyone he has on, if you watch any Drink Champs interview, especially like you gotta watch the Fifty Cent one. I got to, yeah, it's a, dude. But that extra one was like two and a half hours, so I had to like <laughs> just split I only it. got so much time in a day. Man. See, and that's the funny thing is about me, like because I drive for twelve hours, I'll, I'm like, give me five hours of an interview, I'll listen to the whole thing, right, and that'll be right. half my day. But but um, Noriega just giving him his flowers while he was still alive was mm. so dope to hear. Yeah, like that. I just I don't know, man. That really um. I don't want to sound, I mean, I sound so gay, but it was like it melted my heart. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it was, uh, 
it was organic, man. Which doesn't even matter if I sound gay or not. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Hey, I don't judgment. Even care. This is like Planet Fitness, judgment free zone, brother. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if I sound gay, dude. I'm, I'll be gay, dude. It's all good. <laughs> no, but but I just I don't I want to sound like soft or anything. But like that really just hearing Noriega be like, "Yo, man, you're you're iconic, and and we love you." And yeah. All. No, he's like, it's all about you, and he kept it a buck with them, man. And yeah. You could tell they were tight. Um, and. He's yeah, like you said, genuine fan of what he's accomplished and done. He wanted to give him his props, man. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Great to see. Dope. All right, man. So rest in peace to X, man. Yeah. Uh, legend. Not, another legend gone too soon. It's wild. So. Oh, you know what though? Did you hear about um? Did you hear about Black Rob? I did. I just saw that today, man. So R.I.P. Black Rob, dude. Wait, he passed away? Yeah. Oh my God! I didn't even hear that. I thought I was basically asking you if he was sick. Yeah. If you knew he was sick, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, my God, man. Come on, dude. Yep, dead at 51, dude. Man. Dude, that dude had some hits, too. No, he did, though. He was nice. Damn, bro. He'd been around for a minute. What the hell? Who else died this year? Shit's fucking... It's coming off kind of crazy, 2021. I know, and they say it comes in threes. Like, I don't wish bad luck on nobody, man. Nah, but man. I just, ugh. Nah, dude, that was, uh, damn, man. I, I did not even know he passed away. Did he ever do anything with X, do you know, or no? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised, because uh, X, you know, he did a lot of songs with the locks. Yeah. They, you know, so they were, they were bad boy. <laughs> That uh, the song "Whoa" was fire from Black Rob. Oh man, it's awesome song. So, well, in the spirit of loss, man, I guess we might as well make that transition now. Yeah, I didn't even really want to go here, man. I was like kind of scared, like not not go here, but like I, I, I don't know. I was like so excited to talk to you, and then when you told me the news, it was like, man. Yeah, I just feel like it's it's inevitable, and it, it's probably gonna be a good uh good therapy session hopefully it could help somebody else out too in a time of loss but so i'll go in about the story about the week that was the nightmare week that was so all right so i'm in florida having a great time friends my son get the call friday uh my grandfather passed away he's been fighting a battle for a long time and you know rest in peace he was like my father growing up in a lot of senses uh just a great man veteran you know what I mean? So we were uh, we were super tight. And uh, so that happens, and I'm looking into flights to get back home to see my family. And it's only like 300 bucks. And I'm like, Mom, I, I can get there. I'll, I'll fly out tonight. She's like, no, 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 you're coming back at 6 a.m. on Saturday. So I'm getting me and my son together, making sure we're doing double, triple checks. End up missing boarding by like four minutes. And by the time I get up there, I'm like, you guys didn't even call for like the Detroit flight. Like, what What the hell's going on? I'm like, yo, my grandfather just passed away. I need to get home, dude. He's like, sir, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do for you. And oh, my God. Heart just sunk in. I gave that dude the business, right, wrong, or indifferent. I should have been there sooner. Yeah. Life lesson in that L. You got to be 15 minutes early wherever you go. It's probably a good idea. You know, I was t- telling my son that, too, after I calmed down, but I was hot. Um, so, yeah, it ended up costing me a good mint because I had to go find a room. I had to find a car. They charged me for missing my flight. So kind of had to grieve again away from everybody all Saturday. Couldn't get back home till Sunday night. Um, so that was difficult. 
And then weather was was horrible Sunday, flying out of there. So flights were getting delayed, and I just had a bad feeling, like, ours is going to get pushed back or canceled, worst-case scenario. Right. Ends up getting pushed back, like, three hours, so I finally make it home, like, Monday morning, uh, 2 o'clock, 2.15. I noticed, like, when my bag came off, the carousel, that it was kind of open, but I hurried up and grabbed a hoodie, and I didn't realize, dude... My $200 shoes were taken out of my bag. Are you serious? Yeah, it, it, uh, damn near brand new uh, Air Maxes. <laughs> and I, I was so distraught. So I just wanted to get home. I wanted to get in the car, see my family. And it's just like when it rains, it pours, dude. Yeah. I swear. Like, it was it was just an awful end to such a magnificent vacation. You know what I mean? And, and not... <laughs> I don't want people to feel sorry for me because what we're going to talk about is how we deal with loss and how everybody kind of handles it differently. I didn't know like how, if I would be, even be able to do this because we were that tight and people that know me close enough know um, it was a special relationship that we had. Um, but yeah, it was just extremely difficult, man. I just, I don't know why the stones just kept getting thrown, man. Like it was just, it was tough to deal with. But again, like I said, like last night, having my moments and going to the gym just kind of helped put me in a, a better place because I know that's what he would want. Yeah. He'd want me to be happy and continue on and just, you know, share, you know, how good of a man he was and his impact on me, which people close to me that I've shared with you. And um, that's what we have to do. That's how their legacies will live on, just yeah. through memory and, and things like this, just to, to honor them. You know, he was a military veteran. This guy, he was so humble, like not not a boastful person at all, but he was like a, I don't know exactly what they call it in the military, but there was, a, like he had like five medals, you know. He was that's like, crazy. Yeah, he was great at what he did. Um, you said he, something about the sniper, wasn't he? Like a good sniper. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. Isn't it nuts to think about him that way now? Right, it's wild, and he never talked about it. I know that might be a thing for a lot of people because I'm sure they see things that we oh, couldn't yeah. imagine seeing over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not a good, uh, not good dinner talk table no, talk. No, it's it's probably grim, and he shared some things, but I could tell, like even when you're younger, you're kind of just curious. You know, yeah. What's that life like? Right. Um, you have your thoughts and whatever, but he was always hush hush about it, and I understood it, respected that. But what was really cool and heartwarming was uh, his buddy from the military after 50 years came to see him. Wow. Yeah. And uh, he remembered because my, from what my uncle told me, he just started crying when he saw him. It was just, it was uh, it was heartwarming to know that, you know, he cared enough to come from Chicago up here to see him before, you know, he went. So yeah, that, that made me feel good. Um. Yeah, I mean, the family kind of rallies and, you know, we, you kind of, you got to lean on each other a little bit. And, um, yeah, just a great man, dude. And it, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be hard for a long time, but the clock doesn't stop for nobody. And it's, I just feel like it's the, it's the hardest part about life is losing people you love. Yeah. You know, and you just have to find ways to be there for your other family members who might be taking it harder than you or not necessarily taking it harder than you, but deal with it in a different way yeah you know because like that friday dude i couldn't i'm in beautiful florida i could care less people were taking pictures i wanted nothing to do with that like i just lost my favorite person in the world yeah you know yeah. I, I had no interest in that and you know i was barely on social media and i saw the dmx thing i'm like damn what a day you yeah. know what i mean because that's that's one of my guys and 
I lost my favorite person in the world, one of my favorite rappers. Like this is this is a shit sandwich, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, but uh as bad as all this was, I feel like hopefully I can <clears throat> inspire someone to kind of just push forward and I, I I couldn't wait to to do this because it's just one of the, something to look forward to and latch on to. Yeah, I was so excited about the the episode and didn't like it was weird, man. Like, cause I remember I texted you that Saturday, thinking you were coming home, cause I didn't even know your grandpa passed. Yeah. And, and then it, you told me, and I was like, man, that was the last thing I thought I would hear. Like, I didn't even care about anything else at that point. I was just like, damn. No, and I, uh, I forgot to even, you know, text you. Like, yo, I mean, I was just so in a weird place, bad place. I just wasn't didn't even cross my mind, unfortunately. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's something else I wanted to touch on too, but uh, I know you had, oh, I know what it was. Just being, feeling helpless, mm -hmm. out of state, so far from everybody else. Yeah. Um, I know you can relate, so if you want to go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, Um. so I live in New York. I lived in New York when my dad passed away. Um. So my dad was sick. I think that we, it's so weird, the similarities that we share, though, because you kind of knew that your grandpa was sort of heading in that direction. Like he wasn't in good shape for a while, but it's not, it's not, it's nothing you prepare for. You don't know when it's going to happen, but you, you're starting to prepare for it. And that's the same situation that my dad, you know, he, we knew he was sick. He had a, uh, what's called IPF and um, it's basically like a incurable lung disease. So I'm even getting that news, it was like, what? You know, he had this cough for a while that wouldn't go away and then went to the doctor and found out or whatever and told my mom. And my mom always tells the story and it's kind of heartbreaking, but she goes, she goes, he told, he told my mom, he goes, well, it's not cancer. And, you know, she lit up, she was happy. And it's like, it's worse, mm. <laughs> you know, it's worse. It's, it's incurable. So, um, yeah, I was in New York at the time and I remember my dad, texted me he said it was a wednesday when he texted me he said i don't want you to worry but i'm in the hospital i have pneumonia they just want to watch me don't worry and um i was at this party dude i was on i was on a rooftop in new york i remember you telling me this yeah i met this uh i didn't meet her I, I knew her this this girl from work we're chilling we're vibing everything's great so i'm in such a good mood and i get that text i'm like hold on a minute so i go over to like the the side of the roof and i call him and he sounds fine over the phone. He's like, yeah, I just didn't want you to worry. I'm just, I'm in the hospital or whatever. It's fine. I think I texted him the next day, which was a Thursday. I said, how you feeling? And he said, he texted me back. He said, very tired. Um, not so good. And then um, I was like, all right, well, you know, get some sleep, whatever. And I texted him the next day on the Friday and I didn't get a response. Mm. And uh, that was when I was, I started to panic. And um, that's when my mom told me that like, he was, uh, he was like kind of unresponsive. And I was, I had to fly back. But it's that feeling of, yeah, like just being out of state. It's like, <laughs> it's like, man, you're having such a good time. Like I'm having a good time with this girl from work and we're hitting it off and then I don't know. I, I still have those text messages. Like that's what's crazy. I can go back and it's like you see the, you see the the um, the drift off. It's like yeah. he's 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 being less and less responsive, and then there is no response, and it's just like I, I'll never forget it. 
It's just, yeah. I, I, I still remember it. Like, wow, I had, that's when I had to call my mom. It's like, holy shit, dude, this guy, he's telling me not to worry. It's just precaution. And they have 24 hour, um, watch and, uh, and you know, it was just no response after a while. It's crazy. And that's, it's wild how quick it can happen too. Like mm-hmm. that was a lot shorter time frame. Like we knew my grandpa when he was, I think it's neuropathy where it's something with the nerves where they start to shut down. Mm-hmm. So it was like a, a course of, I'd say four years, you know, where his health was steadily declining. Um, and it's just, it's difficult. You know, your dad was a good man. You know, I had, a, I had, a, um, I was blessed to get to know him. Um, businessman for those that don't know he did bob costas's hair (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah he did yeah um so yeah i mean great great men that will be able to you know live on through memory um help share their legacy and uh it just it's it's not it's never easy um it's a hard thing to deal with i had a point i'm getting a little off track you know it's an emotional topic but um yeah, well, you you did say something that kind of opened you when you talk about your grandfather. I what I noticed for myself, like when I used to talk about my dad, because being in another state, my dad's not around, so I can't introduce him to people. But I would right. always talk about him as if he was some legend when he was alive. So I noticed that that's just going to continue anyway, and that's kind of how you talked about your grandpa anyway. So that's just going to continue. So I think that is important when you said that earlier, just to just to keep talking about the positive things that's how you keep somebody alive yeah i don't think the lions helped with him though no yeah <laughs> we were uh we used to watch lions games together all the time oh, i really man. look forward to that so that's gonna be hard this year but uh yeah those bastards didn't help man no nah. you drive him nuts but um yeah and it was it was tough because i felt guilty about leaving because i knew the state he was in um but you know my family kind of comforted me in that regard like look this this is gonna happen regardless. You got to live your life, and I still felt like awful about it. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't really like, I was glad I was going, but I wasn't excited as I normally would be because I just part of me felt like this could be the last time I see him the day before I left. Yeah. And uh, you know, I guess I did tell him how much I loved him, and just had an eerie feeling because like when I walked out the door, I had to make sure I said bye again. I was like, Papa, I love you. And I waved to him. He raised his hand. I blew him a kiss. And that was that was the last thing. So that was uh, it's tough. It's all I could think about. You know, I just you wish he had one more moment, one more conversation, all those things. But at the end of the day, just make sure the ones you love and the ones you're close to know that. You know, and yeah. cherish those moments and spend as much time as you can, um, because there's gonna come that day where you're not gonna be able to. Um, and it's so. It's always easier said than done because we have our own lives and kids and all this other stuff, but they they cherish that more than you know. And and but they also understand too that you still have a life to lead. So and he was he always made me feel good about that. Never like held that against me. Yeah, I think that's really important too, because even like you I mean, I totally relate to that. Even me living in New York, when I found out my dad was sick, because I mean he was supposed to live for like a couple years with that disease, supposedly. And then he caught uh, pneumonia and that's when he got in the hospital but when I found out I figured this guy had like a couple years left in him at least which still sucked but I had hopes you know maybe lung transplant or something and um I had I had reservations like maybe like should I move back home should I move back to Michigan like what am I doing out here in New York I'm in a mailroom like maybe and 
that's even like a little bit of a regret almost. Like, why didn't I come back, you know? Um, but I know my dad, I know my dad, and he would have been like, come back for what? Like, you know, and I think that that's even more of a sign of a good man. And I'm talking about your grandfather at this point as well. Like someone who just, it's like live your life, you know, you don't, don't, don't base what you do around me. Um, but you're right, dude. Like you gotta, you gotta, um, let people know how you feel about them while you have the chance. And it's, it, we forget all the time we're going through every day and we're not paying attention to what's going on like life moves really fast yeah what's that saying it's like people uh will forget what you said but they won't forget how they make you feel how they make you feel yeah and uh i think i feel like it was mutual because i know when i you know i went over there my brothers went there like he, he would smile and you know yeah. feel good and vice versa like it was just a comforting feeling if i was having a shitty day mm -hmm. i could go there and sit with them though he couldn't speak much towards the end he could understand and you know shake his head and yeah um it was it made me feel great just to be be there with them you know what i mean like yeah it was a uh, security in a way yeah yeah so getting not having that is, is definitely going to be a void um but it's just something you have to deal with and work through yeah it sucks man i'm really glad that you you and josh were there for me when it happened i mean and i feel like actually i was talking to my mom about this the other day but i don't i don't feel like i got a chance to grieve the way i it's not even the way I wanted to because I think I grieve alone. I like to be alone. And um, when I really grieve because it's just so – because there's so much going on and nobody – I feel like nobody shares the same relationship that you share with these people. Like, yeah, he's your grandfather and he's also your brother's grandfather um, or, you know, he's your mom's dad. But that's all different. You have a unique relationship with him mm. just like they do. And so I feel like sometimes when someone passes – I just need to be in my own thoughts, my own world. I, I mean, maybe don't want to stay there for too long because it gets depressing. But I remember I just, I felt like I had to be strong for my mom. And then when I called you and Josh, I told my mom this. I didn't call you guys so I could sit and cry with you. I called you guys so that you could kind of keep me occupied, keep my mind off the, the, the negative and focus on the positive. So we got together and we went to Denny's and we, we had some drinks and we hung out and we talked about the good things and that's really what I needed. But I remember when I got back to New York because I had just moved into a new apartment and I was living, the people that owned the apartment had a bunch of furniture in there and they were moving to Chicago. When I got back, the apartment was completely empty, dude. That's when it really hit me because mm. I came home to an empty apartment and it was dark. The lights weren't on. It was just, it, it was terrible. Yeah. But, uh, it was, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like both things are good, though. You know, having that time to grieve by yourself, whatever you got to do, cry it out, or just, you know, think it out, next steps, whatever. But then also doing some normal things with family and friends to yeah. help you, you know, be like, okay, it's going to be okay. You know, yeah. Or at least, you know, help you kind of move through it. Because, um, again, the void will never be filled, but you have to carry on because you have a life to live. Yeah. You know? And yeah. that's, that's, I feel like the men that they were, that's exactly what they would want. And in most cases, that's, that's what people want, you know? Yeah. You definitely can't live uh, in the past and you can't live in these dark areas for too long. It's just, it's not healthy. hundred percent. But um, I think, yeah, people just need to focus on, I don't know. It was a realization for me. It was, it was definitely a wake up call. I think that was the first person Actually, I know for a fact that was the first person that I lost that he was my favorite person. 
I mean, it's it's like, man, I thought I don't think I was I thought I was going to be really messed up. And I think I was for a little while, but I didn't know how I was going to come back from that. And I even told people in the mailroom, like the people I was working with at the time, I was just like, yo, my dad's sick. He's going to pass away. I need help. Like, I need you guys. I need you guys to be my anchors. I had like a sit down with these people, you know, my yeah. friends at work and was like, I just wanted to tell them, like, if I start having mood swings or I start losing my, my shit, like, just know that it's not, um, it's not against you guys, but like, I'm, I'm losing my rock right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, I, him and my mom, like, you know, those are the pillars in my life that, yeah. you know, the, the comfort zone, you know, that, you know, whatever you go through, you can tell them anything and they'll, they'll give it to you and keep it a buck with you. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I have uncles, you know, people in my life that I look up to. I have a great, you know, stepdad. Mm -hmm. Um, oh yeah. Andy, uh, my brothers, you, um, but it's just, there's always that one person, man. You know what I mean? And yes. Yeah. It makes it, makes it extremely difficult. Um, but you got to lean on the others and, and, and just have that support and continue to grind through it. And you just understand there's going to be good days and bad days, you know? And I think that's, uh, that's the case for anybody that you love. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you ever have, if you ever need to talk, like I'm here, cause you guys, you, I mean, rest in peace to Josh too, man. Like he was there for me too. Yeah. And he, that's, that's the next thing I kind of wanted to bring up. Cause we share that loss. Like for, for so long, we were like. I had a, it was me, my boy, Pat and Kurt in high school. He used to call us just the trio, but we became that, you know, as we kind of got older and we did music and we partied together, uh, girls, all this, everything that we've gone through was all together. And, you know, uh, two years ago we lost Josh, unfortunately. He was kind of like out of the blue. So uh, in a way this podcast is kind of paying homage to him. You know what I mean? Um, he, he was always uh, just, a big ball of energy, Mr. Positive, no matter what, this dude could get fired, you know, kicked in the dick and still have a smile on his face, man. You know, he's like Iron Man, dude. He just, you couldn't keep him down, man. And uh, I always, he lived life to the fullest and I really admired that about him. Cause you know, you know me too, at times more so in the past, you, you well, even now you have your insecure moments, you get down on yourself, but that dude could always bring you back. You know oh I mean? man, yeah. No, he, he brought the best out of you. Yeah. I just remember him, like, even when he lived with us for a while, like, he would, he, he made me feel almost like he was my older brother. Like, I looked up to him. I saw him, I saw him hit on girls. Dude, this dude would, <laughs> this dude would go up to a girl at a table full of dudes and, like, hit on her right in front of everybody. <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, who is this guy? Like, he, I remember he came, uh, we were at Applebee's one time, and there's this banging chick over there. She's so bad, dude, looking like a, I don't know, she's like a Spanish chick. And a uh, bunch of dudes over there. This guy just goes straight up. I think me and Dewan were sitting at the table. <laughs> this dude gets up, goes over there. We don't know what he's saying. We just see him talking. He shakes her hand. <laughs> so Dewan and I start looking at each other, laughing, talking. And then he comes back. He's like, I got her number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Yo, that's Z, bro. Dude, he was wild, man. I tell you about the, the my 26th birthday. So I had a little party downtown Mount Clemens. Mm -hmm. and uh he showed up late you know he, he was liquored up and uh i was like yeah that, that uh the bouncer's an asshole dude like he's giving me shit about something i think i went i stepped out for a second and he's like which one 
that one over there? <laughs> Dude, watch this. He goes up to him. Next thing I know, this dude's getting thrown out of the freaking club, man. I mean, he tried picking a fight with the biggest bouncer in the joint for me because yeah. he gave me shit about, I think, going outside to have a cigarette or something. Dude, that's that, That's who he was. Like that, He would have your back no matter what. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you got you to gotta love and appreciate that. And yeah. Dude, he was good at pool, too. Like, he oh, always yeah. used to play pool. Yeah. I, I, I just want to tell like a super quick story but i remember we we were playing pool one time and uh we were at this little we were at this little bar in uh in lexington it was sort of like a like a little restaurant with one pool table these guys come in with these girls these yeah these uh these guys come in with these girls uh they're older than us they're like you know adults and stuff we're i'm still a kid i'm like 19 and um we're playing pool and we're sitting at this table and these women are talking to us and they're older, but they're cute. And so Josh is, uh, you know, sitting over there with a chick. I'm hitting it off with this chick. The dudes are cool, whatever. So then finally Josh, you know, he looks over at me. And he's like, yo, we got to go. And I'm like, what? And I see the dudes. Like, the dudes start getting upset at these women. So I'm like, what's going on? Next thing we know, we, we, um, we leave. And he tells me in the car. He goes, yeah, man. I was touching her under the table. And, <laughs> and uh... And he goes, uh, he goes, the guy, the guy looked over at him and said, you know, did you just fill up my wife? And, no. he, and he goes, is this your wife? And the guy's like, yeah. And he's like, then I guess I did. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> he's a clown, dude. Like he just, uh, he, he was nuts, man. He's just, he was nuts. Yeah. He was, uh, he was a good dude though, man. He, he would work hard, very talented. You know what I mean? Um, Loved his kids too. Oh man, you know he, uh, yeah, he was he was good people. All uh, memories for a lifetime, man. You know I've known him since uh, second grade. I remember I used to mess with him on the way. I was a dick back in the day. We we both lived in the same townhouse complex, mm -hmm. and uh, I used to mess with him on the way home. And uh, he started cracking back a little bit, and um. Yeah, I think I, I think we egged each other's houses at one point, bro. We fist fought, but like we through all those years, we developed a great friendship, and uh, it's very, it's uh, it's difficult, man, because it's it's like another brother, you know. I yeah. got to know all my family just like you are now, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, that was that was a tough conversation to have with my mom because she's the one that called me. Remember, I was sitting down eating Taco Bell with my son, man. I got that call. It was just the most random thing ever. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's tough, man. Yep, you called me. I was at my boy's house at the time. I couldn't even believe Dude, I was shaking. Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't crying. I couldn't cry because I was so shocked. I was shocked, but then at the same time, I kind of wasn't, unfortunately, I wasn't surprised because he had not been answering my calls for a few days, and I just had a bad feeling. Yeah. But I was shaking. Like, I, I don't know. That was just um it's uh it still kind of hits me after a while like you know you go through life and then you're not really you know it's not like you grieve somebody every day and i don't think that they would even want that for you right you know <clears throat> you, you don't but there's not a day that goes by where i don't i'm not impacted because we probably would have been talking or you know or he would have shot a text to me or probably you know texted you whatever because you, you just you have them they're right there they're on speed dial somehow and uh so you never even though you may not be thinking about him every second, that void is just, it's there forever. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I miss those random calls, those those conversations. He was another one, man. You could just tell anything to. Oh yeah, and he'd you know keep it a buck with you as well, man. And you he know? wasn't judgmental at all. No, no, at all. And I think you know at times like I. I I think he would hold stuff back for me because I kind of, even though he's like six months older than me, like I kind of at times played the big brother. Because when I was younger, he used to be a big brother to me. Mm. And then we kind of like just kind of switched because we just got into different stuff, man. Nothing crazy, but, you know, we just kind of whatever. And But we were always there for each other regardless. You know, the brotherhood, the bond, it just, it, it was never broken. So That's interesting, man, because I was going to tell you that I always thought you were older than him mm. because he would he would kind of little bro me a little bit, you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that I think maybe because of your dynamics, like you you were the older brother to him, even though you're not physically older, but I think you kind of played that role. Yeah, like um I think he valued your opinion a lot. And uh for me, he would be like the older brother for me. And um so I don't I don't think he was like afraid to tell me anything cuz what was I going to say? I'm little bro, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um yeah, I miss that dude, man. It it is like losing a brother for real. It sucks. Yeah, and it's such a big personality, and then to have him just be gone one day. I thought he was invincible, dude. I never thought he would pass away. I I, I didn't think it was possible to take that dude from this earth. Right. That's how big he was. He, that's how he lived his life, though, one day at a time, and just uh, lived it to the fullest, man. And that's something to, in some regards, take that, you know. And utilize that, you know. Um, <laughs> Gotta utilize that. That energy, though. It's good to have positive, upbeat energy. Yeah, no, nah, he was, um, he's awesome, dude. It's so funny because, like, you meet someone like that, you never forget him. Right. Ever. Right. He's just wild. Yeah. Uh, in a good way. It's funny. I used to always get pissed at him because anytime he came over, he'd leave my gate open. You know what I mean? I had yeah. a dog, and she got out one time, and I was always busting his chops because, you know, he was just... This place, the other place, you know, walking back, smoking cigarettes, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. uh, I was having a, a tough day at work, just, you know, I was thinking about them. And this is when we were talking about doing a project together. And uh, I was thinking about that. And as I pulled down my street, pulled into my house, the gate was open. That's wild, man. It was like a weird omen, like, yeah, like, dude, I'm still here. I'm still messing with you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's gonna, really cool. It's going to be all right. So, um, that was the only thing, though. Like, they say, you know, lose somebody close to you. That was the only sign I've ever really had, though. Somebody told me something recently, though, that um, if you don't see any signs, it's because you're o not okay with it, but you are um, you don't need signs. Like, even though you think you do, you're, you're um, able to handle it. Um, and I think about that sometimes because I remember one of the last things my dad said to me when he was telling me that he was dying, basically, he was like, you know, we had we had a long time together. Like, we had over 30-some-odd years. And he was like, I taught you everything that you need to know. Like, from here on out, like, you're going to be your own man. And um, so, like, my mom was telling me she was seeing a lot of signs, and I never saw any. But I guess it's because I didn't need to see any. You know, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm sort of not good, but... um. I don't need to see any signs. You know what's weird? Um, so I think it was the day of or the day after my uncle was telling me it was my uncle, my brother, my mom, and my grandma. Mm -hmm. and they were all kind of grieving in his bedroom. And uh, do you know the sign of the cardinal? Have you ever heard of it? No. I just pulled it up. So it's 
some theologists see the cardinal symbolizing the Holy Spirit, combining the fire element of the Spirit's work with the energy and life found in the Spirit. Tied with the blood of Christ, the cardinal represents the eternal life-giving nature of Jesus and his ministry. So it's kind of like a a sign of saying it's okay, you know, I'm good. And and, um, my uncle was like, hold on, Jeff, just stay there. And right on the, um, what do they call those things, the hooks where the flowers sit on? I forgot the name of it, but the Cardinal's placed right there, and my uncle got a picture of it. Wow. I mean, it was wild, right? Yeah. And for a long, long time, you know, a very Catholic religious family, so um, it was kind of a... I don't know, peaceful, peaceful sign. Yeah, that's a good sign. It's it's <laughs> it's just kind of crazy how like people see different things. Like my mom was talking about a light that was not working in the room um, for the longest time in her bedroom or something, and then she went down to her friend's house, and all of a sudden it was like miraculously fixed. And um, she was thinking like it was just my dad messing with her. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, man. I just think loss is tough for anybody, especially when it's somebody so significant in your life. It's just uh, uh, the bigger they are, the bigger the hole, you know? Right. And it's just, um, I don't know. You said something about the lions earlier, and that's, I think, when I notice I miss people the most is when something happens that I would normally share. Mm-hmm. Like where, like for me, Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino was one of my dad's favorite directors and, and movie makers, and... um. It's like every time a Quentin movie comes out now, I'm like, damn, I wish I could have watched this with my dad. You know, I yeah. want I want to know what he thought about it. You know right. what I mean? And um, I can't. That's that's um, those are the things that kind of bring back the sadness a little bit. But also, like you know, I think the more I stay positive about it, though, the more I I try to learn about life as a whole. Like this is what it is, man. Like we're all so blessed to be here for the amount of time that we've had that it it makes me smile almost thinking that like wow man we're the the shorter i understand life is the more humble i become and the more um blessed i feel for being here yeah definitely i feel the same way um you kind of count your blessings a little bit more and you you appreciate it Mm -hmm. um and you worry less about things that don't mean as much yeah oh yeah i mean think about what you valued in high school as opposed to what you value now how different does that look you know what i mean so try to try to hang on to those things um but to that note to your pops yeah man my grandfather and to josh we're gonna take a shot of maker's mark here yeah take a shot this This is actually this is like the first shot i've had and man it's gonna be forever well special occasion so yeah salute brother salute Not bad, not bad. It's pretty good. Now, would you drink this straight or? Yeah. How do you feel about bourbon? Have you ever uh, had a nice glass of bourbon? Yeah, that's bourbon, yeah. I like it. Oh, yeah, this is bourbon. What the hell am I talking about? Yeah, I didn't I didn't like it. At, man, dude, you know what's funny is uh, I think it's, it, I hate when people say like it's an acquired taste, mm. but um. When I first had, dude, my boy, that's what my boy drinks. And I remember I was at a bar one time and I'm a beer, I was a beer guy. Cause beer is like easy to handle. And uh, I was drinking beer and this dude had a, had a glass or whatever. And he's like, oh, this is a man's drink. You need to try, <clears throat> try this. 
that took a sip of it, it was straight up that. That's all. And so it's like going from like Heineken yeah, and then right. taste it. And it had ice in it. He had ice in it, to be fair. But still, imagine just imagine drinking beer and that's your shit. And then you take a sip of that. You're going to be like, what in the hell? Like, yeah. I felt like he was drinking gasoline. Right. Like, I'm like, this is nasty. <laughs> but I think after a while, um, because that's what, dude, that that shit will mess you up, though. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like beer. Like, when I was younger, I didn't like beer. But Same. You, you just drink to get fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? We used to drink natural ice and uh, Jose Cuevo tequila. Oh, man. And that's, I see, I can't handle Jose Cuevo, dude. No. That, that's your, that, wasn't that your shit, though? Back then. But now that I'm old enough and I can buy my own bottles, like, it's either Patron or Don Julio. Patron, Patron's way smoother. But this, for some reason, though, I'm telling you, if you drink Makers, dude, and you just kind of like, if you, like my cousin drinks it, he gets like a, a a little glass, pours like maybe like that much, and then puts a huge giant block of ice in there. Yeah. If yep. you just kind of sip it slow, I feel like you get used to the taste of bourbon. Yeah. And he even puts like a little, um, it's not cinnamon. What is that stuff that people put in? It's like a little little spice almost. Like a, it's not salt, is it? No, no. Um. Oh man, they're gonna probably kill me. Whoever's listening, that's a real drinker knows. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, I can't remember what it is, but it's it's something that you put in there. And uh, I just think you, you kind of get used to it. It's not like it tastes good. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I'll never lie and say that I love it. Yeah, but it does give you. I don't know. It just feels good to drink it after a while. It's, it was funny because it reminded me of uh, we were at down in Florida, and I was hanging out with some friends, and my buddy Derek's like, "You guys want some scotch?" And I was thinking about it because I knew that was my grandpa's favorite drink, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was like, but I, I, I don't like scotch at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? So he gives my, my other buddy, Mike, uh, a cup about, you know, four inches tall. Mm-hmm. Oh, and shit. he's like, uh, man, this is good stuff. But he, you could tell he just wants to spit it out, you know what I mean? So <laughs> you think he drank a little bit of it and he gave it to his wife and she dumped it out or whatever, got rid of it. But yeah, I mean, it's liquor, beer. It's acquired taste, man. Uh, I'm a tequila guy. You know, that's what I like to go to. Do you um, like shots, though? Or do you, like, would you sit, like how I described, like, taking makers, like how my cousin drinks it. Would you rather have, like, a glass and then with some ice in it and just sort of sip it slow? Like, my my ex-boss used to do it with Tito's. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, like, that guy? Or would you rather take shots? Uh, I, I usually like to do, I don't mind having a, a cup of bourbon. Usually, like, when I used to have poker parties, people would leave stuff at the bar. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I put a couple ice cubes in there and just put a little bit. Sip on that, but it goes great with a nice cigar. It's like a classic man. Oh thing, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yep. Um, but usually, yeah, I'll do shots. I do a couple of shots of tequila, and uh, I drink my beer, and I'm usually straight. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Well, a beer, beer is easy, but like beer is heavy too. Well, it depends what kind of beer you're drinking. Like yeah. if you're drinking a Guinness on the beach, you're gonna feel like shit, dude. I, I, yeah, and I actually didn't like Guinness when I first uh tried it, but I actually learned to like Guinness, and my dad loved Guinness, dude. That was his, that was his shit. Um, but you're right like if the sun's beaming on you and you're and you want to just kind of like be athletic somewhat yeah. and you drink a guinness you're just gonna feel like shit <laughs> yeah you're gonna sweat all that stuff yeah that's like, not good we uh we blew through like all our coronas me and my boy chad all our coronas all our modellos we even went through the coors lights those are all like yeah corona is pretty good yeah, for, for like a beach drink yeah there's summer you know lighter beers what do you think about heineken for that i feel like heineken's kind of light isn't it uh i mean I'm not a huge Heineken fan. I'll drink it, mm-hmm. but it's that's, not. Yeah, it's that's not, my shit. Yeah, it's not I my go-to. It. Josh loved it too. Yeah, and I my love brothers it. love it. The so. Heinies? <laughs> he used to <laughs> be like, "Let me get them Heinies." Heinies, though. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, my brothers drink it. Everybody loves it. It's all right. You know what I mean? Mm. But uh, I'm, a, I'm a Modelo Corona guy. Yeah, I know. I already know. The Coronas, dude, <laughs> you always had Coronas on deck. But you got me to like uh, beer, actually. You're the one. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like beer. Um, I don't even think I liked it when I was drinking it with you back then. But I just, it was like everyone was doing it. I'm old enough now. It's like, I'm going to just drink it. And then, yeah, uh, yeah I got, got used to it. And I'm not really like an IPA snob. I hate those IPAs, guys too. dude. I did have, I went to an IPA bar. Um, that when I was down in Tampa, it was right across from the Hilton, and they had, it was like an orange wheat type beer. Dude, mm, I think they, I had that. It was slamming though. I had like that four might of be them. good. Yeah, it was so good. Um, so you find those hidden gems here and there. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. It uh, was so good. I take care of you, Papa. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean. I like Blue Moon once in a while, you know what I mean? But I usually don't fly too far off the beaten path because... Blue Moons are kind of good. That's more of a heavy beer in my opinion too, though, for yeah, some reason. That's and one it, where you're going to have a couple. Like if you're going to slam, you're going to have like a, a Coors Light, yeah. you know, Coronas, things like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so how do you feel about doing uh, drinks next week? Or is there something else you want to chop it up about? Drinks, I'm down, dude. That's something I've been thinking about. And you're talking, you talking about alcoholic beverages or just all beverages? Period. We could do our top five drinks. Period. Let's do it. I'm so down for that. You know what's funny though? Right now, I don't know how you feel, but like, I only drink water and coffee. Those are literally the only two things I I drink. Yeah. And um, so not. Nah, it's actually, I think it'd be good to revisit like things that I don't drink anymore, but yeah. that are my favorite drinks. Yeah, I'm pretty diverse. I do. Vacation kind of threw me all off, you know, obviously, but I was getting big, drinking a lot of water and uh, coffee I can probably kick back on. I usually have an energy drink, like, when I'm working out, maybe midday, yeah, um, just to kind of push me through, and then water again. But, uh, yeah, water, coffee, I'll, I'll have a pop once in a while. We'll well, be, we'll, we can get into our favorites. Yeah, yeah, I left this out, though, but I, I don't even want to talk about it, actually, because I, I, I'm lying. I'm, there's one other drink, but I'll save it. I'll save it for the for next week. Yeah, for next week. That's a that's a good topic. I mean, yeah, I mean we could do eventually we could do our liquors, beers, all that stuff. But Yeah, it gets specific, yeah. Yeah. It'll uh it'll be a good talk. Well Maybe. we're gonna we're gonna watch this Jake Paul um fight tonight as well. Right. What what are your thoughts on that? I'm curious to see what happens. You know, you got Ben Askren, who's a uh UFC former UFC fighter. And Jake Paul's like on the come up. I was asking you earlier about the CTE stuff. That was interesting. So I'm curious to see how how Jake Paul handles himself. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even hear anything about that. Maybe it's tr who said that though. Where did you hear that from? I gotta watch what I say because I didn't credit the source. So, okay, okay, I mean, no, no, but it's fine, dude. I mean, it's dude. The internet, you see all types of stuff. So I'm not even saying. I just I didn't see anything about it. But then also I wondered, like my mind directly went to him saying it because he's a troll. Yeah. So like he that's like not out of character for him that he would promote having some sort of uh mental <laughs> yeah. problems you know what i mean but um i just saw him on logan's podcast uh talking you know kind of sticking up for his brother for something and um i don't know he he can be likable at sometimes jake or logan J jake i actually like logan a lot but jake can be likable i've seen him be likable but when he's trying to promote something he's usually like the ultimate troll and he's taking the conor mcgregor approach type thing you know or even yeah. I, I would actually even equate it more to uh, not even Conor McGregor, McGregor, but um, McGregor, McGregor, what, what the yeah, hell, McGregor, okay, let me learn to talk real quick. Uh, <laughs> I can't speak. Uh, Come again, please. Um, no, who am I thinking of? Floyd. Yeah. 
Like he wants to be hated. You yeah. know, he wants you to pay to see him get washed. Yeah. But he's really taking his side seriously. Do you think uh, Jake will get clapped tonight? Clapped him cheeks? No. That's <laughs> not what I meant. <laughs> I just, just get bent over them ropes? No, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, you think Ben Askren's just gonna bend them over? <laughs> I hope not. I Yo, really I'm hope ben not. Ben Askren, I'm about to bend your ass. <laughs> Benny, bend your Askren down. <laughs> I ain't Ben Askren. You ben- <laughs> Yo. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, oh, man. man. Uh-uh. No, I don't know, man. It's uh <laughs> You're a wild damn, boy, man. Damn. <laughs> hey, um, did you see Logan Paul at WrestleMania? Took no. A, took a stunner, bro. What? Took a uh, wrestling move from Kevin Owens. Logan, really? Yeah, yeah. He was there just to kind of it's for like the crossover effect. Also, you know Bad Bunny? Yeah. He was there too. Actually, he put on a good ass match, man. Really? Uh, yeah, wrestlers were impressed. I was impressed. I was like, damn, this dude's a international superstar. He's in a WWE freaking doing doing work, man. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, wrestling's still huge. It's a, it's like a, a niche thing, but they're they're always try to do the crossover stuff. So they had Bad Bunny in a match and they had uh Logan Paul there as like a someone's special guest and I think it's kind of cool how they do that. Like, it's funny because I didn't grow up watching wrestling, but I, like, now that I'm older, I totally respect, like, uh, the show of it all, the athleticism and the fan base. Like, I think that's just kind of a cool sort of, like, club-ish type thing. Like, it's exclusive, you know, to to the fans. But um, I actually saw a clip circulating, like, when Trump was on there. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Well, him and Vince McMahon, back in the day, they were in a hair versus hair match. You know, Trump wasn't shaving that. Nah. So, uh... We're not going to do it, Vince. You got to be fired. <laughs> That's just so funny to me, though, man. Like, the things that Trump did in the past that, like, people rooted for or laughed at or were on board with, it, it's... it's. Yo, how deep are Vince McMahon's pockets, though, to get Trump on board, to get all these... You know what I mean? Like, that guy, like, he goes flies under the radar because radar wrestling is such a... It's sports entertainment and people... There's though that debate if it's real or not. We know it's not quote unquote real. It's choreographed, but the bumps they take and the athleticism and yeah. all that is very real. Like yeah. those guys are super athletes, former football players, basketball players, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't deny that. And you just look at that guy's vision from what wrestling has become from like when the Hulk Hogan days, you know, all the way to now. It's amazing. It's just it's inner. It's an international phenom, dude. Yeah, it's wild. Um, you got any uh, you got any sports updates or? Uh, no, I just really wanted to touch on the WrestleMania thing because that was like the first event um, with people that they've had in over a year. Wow. So they had 25,000 people down there wow. in Tampa. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I've seen people coming in from all over, all different ethnicities. And it was it was pretty cool to see. Cause I've uh, WrestleMania's been in Detroit one time, or no, twice. Did you go? No, I didn't. One time I was super young. The other time I just, I, was, I think I was in high school. So it didn't didn't happen. But um, yeah, it was it was a cool vibe down there. But like I said, when I got stuck down there, it didn't didn't help because it was spring break too. That the everything was jacked up, like prices were through the roof. Yeah, but it was like a madhouse down there. There's a lot of girls down there. Yeah, a lot of booze, right? <laughs> hey, a lot of booze, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, beautiful women shit. everywhere, man. Um, 
uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, I was I was chilling though because I was with my son, so I wasn't really like. Out Did this. he have fun though? Like, how was how was the trip for him? For him, he loved it. Yeah, he yeah. was like burnt out from the sun because he was. He even looked like my kid when we went down there. He's so <laughs> light, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, he enjoyed himself. He had buddies down there and stuff. Uh, but the sun kicked his ass. So yeah. after like two days, he had to chill. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Man. I was gonna say, look, look, I'm two different shades. You see that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, my left arm gets more sun than my right because it's out the window while you're driving. Yep. Yeah. I try. To, I'll be trying to like put my arm on the window, like trying to get <laughs> some sun, and I can't. It's so crazy. Oh yeah, man. So all right, well, next week I guess we're gonna do uh top five favorite beverages that should be that should be fun yeah that's a good one that's a good one and then obviously we'll 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 talk about other stuff yeah you know we'll do uh we'll bring the sports update back a little bit we had a uh, more serious topics we wanted to pay homage to x obviously pay homage to the ones we lost um yeah man overall great great conversation conversation i, I feel like I, i'm from the bronx <laughs> The rules. Yo, we had a conversation and we got Carmine over there. We're trying to flatten the curve. Well, you take Carmine. <laughs> you take the Johnson and Johnson in your ass. You take the Pfizer <laughs> in your hand. I heard the blood clot in your fucking your fucking ass when you take the Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Sun Pfizer with the Pfizer <laughs> and the fucking. <laughs> Fuck the coronavirus. Crash me another beer, dude. Oh, you know what I was thinking too. Um... I want to try something and maybe this won't work, but we could do, uh, we could throw some beats on yeah. and just rap to them. Like have like a little back and forth freestyle at the end of every episode. Okay. And we okay. could just try it for like an episode and see if it's dope. I don't know if the people like it or not. Maybe they will. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm down. I mean, we could do it for one episode and see if people like it. If they don't, fuck them. No, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, we'll take it. We'll take it away. We'll take yeah, it away. I'm down, man. I hey. just figured like, we should just try try whatever, you it's know? It's open-ended. You know, I mean, we're we're all over the place, but we're going to experiment until we figure out what we like to do. You know what I mean? Open ass. <laughs> <laughs> open-ended, open ass. Oh, man. Dude, I had a great time, though, man, yeah, today. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, yeah. have to, we'll have to bring up the, the Jake Paul fight, too, with the results next week. Yeah, no doubt. We'll chop it up. Are you free next week? Yeah, I'm good to go. All right, yeah, because I might have to work, but it doesn't matter. Um, also, Rose, Namajunas, and uh, John Wei Lee are fighting. I do bring on anybody. No, dude, I'm so excited about that fight, though, for real. I don't know if you're like a fan of those two, but Rose is a beast. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely excited to check it out. A lot of good UFC cards coming up. Yeah, and she was talking shit about Jada. Jada. <laughs> Jada. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, um, dude, what else is going on though? Isn't something else happening? Like, uh, what about the DMX album? You think it's gonna be dope? Yeah, I mean, from what he said, from all the features and stuff, and it seemed like in that interview he was in a good place. So I, it'd be nice to see him drop one more thing current. That way, people can remember him by that. I hope. I hope it's good, man. Yeah. I hope it is, dude. I really do. I hope he he had enough in the vault to get together and um be able to have like a good album just to go out on. I think it'd be interesting just to hear him on wax again, though, you know? Yeah, yeah, it would. It, it, it might hit different life after death, you know what I'm saying? It might yeah. just, uh, it'd be kind of eerie, but at the same time, cool. Well, at least we know that, like, he was working on it. It's not just um, if they do release it, because I don't know if they will, but, like, we, you know, it's not just a record label throwing a bunch of random songs together. Yeah. I hope that they, um, I hope they release it, though. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, all right, um, that was cool. I had fun. Well, well, thanks for letting me, uh, you know, rap about my grandfather. You know, rest in peace. I love you. Rest in peace. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, y'all. Be good. Yep.